Greetings, you fine folk. You've turned your digital device onto the Advice for Blokes podcast with your host, me, Josh Ellis. The one asking the vague and uninteresting questions to much more interesting guests. Today you're going to be graced with the life stories of a very talented welder, a desert racer, an eco-tour guide, an amateur Muay Thai fighter, a miner, and a musician. No, this isn't a multi-guest episode. All of these skills and life experiences are wrapped up in the venerable, talented, and multifaceted mind of Jeff Bates. Please come along for the ear-opening discussions surrounding his family law case, being knocked out in front of his friends and family, and climactically eating his mum's poo. This isn't some crazy German porn festival, although you'd be forgiven for thinking it is. You'll need to unwrap these leading statements by tuning into the full 120-odd minutes. The Advice for Blokes podcast is available on iTunes, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. If you happen to be an iTunes listener, please duck on over and give us a rating and a comment if the time permits. Do the same on Facebook. It's a helpful way of knowing if we're kicking the goals we'd like to be. And while we're on the subject, our Instagram and Facebook accounts appreciate a follow. You can phone one in on 02-954-18450 to let us know how you feel. We'll play the most suitable audio bites on an upcoming episode. If you've got an idea for a guest or want to put your hand up to be one, please do let us know. We've got so much to get through right now, so that's enough dilly-dallying. Be good to each other. Respect is not a four-letter word. You're not alone out there, fellas. Let's get the party on up in this motherfucker. Okay, this time take two. Take J E double F. Yep. Jeff Bates, B A T E S. Yeah. Uh, welcome. This time I've hit record. So uh, we're cheesing with, uh, I'm cheesing with an alcoholic beer, although it's barely alcoholic. It is a pure blonde. Yep. You're drinking the Saxby's ginger beer. So you said you're 38. You had to think about that for a second. Yeah. At least we only got that far into it, not, <laughs> not like an hour. <laughs> Well, yeah, there's been times when I've realised that the camera wasn't even fucking turned on an hour and a half in, so... <laughs> you just didn't say anything. If that, just, li- if that light stops flashing, please do let me know. You just keep nodding and smiling. Yeah. <laughs> hey, dude, how come my podcast was only 15 minutes long? <laughs> okay, so, uh, yeah, the alcohol. So, you, you quit about age 30? Yeah, about about 30. Um, so, I wasn't a big drinker uh, to begin with, and... I think uh, last time I drank, it was after I had a des- desert race. We went out and um, had a couple of bourbons. And I think it had been, you know, four or five months before that that I hadn't had a drink anyway. That night I got home, I'm like, oh, I don't even know what I'm drinking at all. I just, I'm just going to quit. So I just quit. That was and, it. Um, so there wasn't some massive pivotal moment where you found yourself face down, ass up in a no, gutter somewhere? No, but um, so... Like, yeah, I used to, I used to go out on a Friday night and whatever, you know, have a big night. I never used to do two nights in a row. Like, I, yeah, I don't think I could handle that. Usually sleep it off on Saturday and, and, um, yeah, have a bit of remorse for a while and give it a break for a couple of weeks. And, um, but as I got older, I found that, um, so I'd go out on a Friday night, Saturday I'd sleep half the day and be hung over and spewing and whatever. Sunday I'm starting to feel good, a bit tired, whatever. By Sunday afternoon and Sunday night, 
I'm thinking to myself, oh man, I need to be making more money. I need to be fitter. I need to be this. I need to be that. Like I've never, I've never had, I've never suffered from depression or mental illness or anything like that. But I think alcohol is a depressant and that I could feel it. Like I could feel it doing something to me and that would last until the following Thursday. So I'd be out every night, like running my ass off. So you're saying the, 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 the piss that you drank on the Friday night. Yep is going to still be yes. giving you a bit of a downer yes. until the following Thursday. Yes. Okay. So I would go all like, through the week just stressing about shit and not knowing why. Not bad, just like, oh, I should be doing this, should be doing that, I should be doing, you know, being better, you know, being a better person, whatever. Being fitter and stronger and looking more sexy or something, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, it's hard so, to improve upon perfection, which is yeah, obviously what I'm gazing yeah, upon here. Yeah, you're like... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my poor wife. By Thursday, I'd realize like, ah, fuck, it's because I was drinking on Friday night. Fucking idiot. Like, why am I, you know, and then I'm. But you're looking forward to the drinks on the, on the, on the following day. So you you said it wasn't a weekly thing. No, it wasn't a weekly thing. And, you know, it'd, it'd take that realization for me to snap out of it. So on Thursday, I get, ah, it's because like, I feel like this because of, I was drinking on Friday night. So for me, um, you know, that's a you know, that was the cause of the problem. And so when people talk about depression, whatever, it's hard for me to understand. I totally sympathize and everything, but it's hard for me to understand because of if I know the source or the reason, yeah, I feel like I can sort of snap out of it and, and come good. I don't know. But what about, I mean, give yourself a social situation. Do you have a a large group of of male friends? Not really. No. 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 Do you have so, a group of large male friends? <laughs> <laughs> so, no, no. no. <laughs> but, um, I mean, you do, we'll get to your work in a second, but, I mean, you do work in a very male-oriented male yeah. industry. Yeah, but the alcohol is something I don't even think about now. But, so. so, knock off work on a Friday afternoon, the boys crack a few tinnies. No, I'm gone. You're yeah. gone by that stage, Yeah, okay. I'm gone. Yeah, I don't hang around for beers or whatever, but yeah. um, but anyway, in social situations, like, I don't even think about it. It doesn't even cross my mind anymore. If I go to the pub or whatever, it's, yeah, I don't even think about it. Like, yeah. And what I find is, um, you know, if I go to a friend's house or go to a barbecue or whatever, and they say, oh, I'm ha- I'm, do you mind if I have a beer? I'm like, fuck, I don't mind. If, if you have a fucking beer. <laughs> no. So it's not like you're a reformed alcoholic. No. Because I've hung out with some of those in the past, and it's like, I do enjoy a beer. And and um, uh, people that I've had on are like some just don't drink, and some yeah. are like, no, I can't drink because I'm, yeah. I'm an alcoholic. Yep. The ones who just choose not to drink is like, yeah, f- no dramas. Like if someone was passing a joint around, I'd be like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm good. Yeah, um, that's it. That shit. <laughs> <laughs> puff puff pass, motherfucker. No, I can't do that shit. <laughs> Uh, no, it ends up just making me vomit. Um, I wish I could smoke weed. That'd be fantastic. Now that like it's. It's going to be legal in all states in oh, Australia. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the inevitable yeah. outcome. Yeah, I kind of want to smoke weed because the the uh, the powers that be don't want us to smoke weed. So, so you want to do? I want to do it. Yeah. yeah, just like they don't want us to have guns. That's why I want to have a gun. <laughs> well, I've uh, I've decided that um, yeah, as of today, I'm going to get a gun. I mean, I I, I could have, and I'm. I I'm wanted okay to talk guns. to you about this because I heard you and what's your mate's name talking about guns and shit. Raf, possibly. Raf. Okay. Yeah. And I was going to ask you, do you have a gun license? And no, so I'm I'm just about to kick off that that process. Yeah. Well, I wanted to ask you about this because yes. 
I'm pro guns. I think, yeah. yeah, if you, you should have, a, you should be able to have a gun if you want to have a gun. But I think, yeah, definitely there should be a, a, a due process to go through to get a gun. Yeah. And, listen, and there is very much so, yeah. But listening to you, no offense here, but you guys talking <laughs> about, as much talking as about <laughs> mental health and, um, and all the medications and all the rest of it that people are on, I, you motherfuckers should not have a gun. <laughs> I'm not on anti any antidepressants. Well, it, I think <laughs> <laughs> I would agree with you, that, with you that Raf should not have a gun. Raf should not have a fucking gun. No, but yeah, yeah that's oh, what I. I, I think anybody who's on like any kind of, um, yeah, what do you call those kind of drugs anyway? They um, uh, uh, psychotropics, yes. antidepressants, um, anything SSRIs, any of that sort of any stuff. of that shit. Yeah, hand, beta blockers. Hand in your license. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I'm not against that. Well, did you... Because I think, you know, you might... Well, you know, people on that sort of stuff, they might be all going good and everything. Then one mm. day the shit just stops working and like, you. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, yeah, so the uh, the gun situation, um, that is that is a complex one. Uh, depression, I mean, that... that, that I feel I don't know. There's a lot of people that have to, like. You imagine you're a you're a farmer now out in the middle of the drought. Yeah, and you would end up in a position where you could have diagnosable depression. Yeah. But you also live on a farm that's like four thousand oh, acres. Yeah. You've got cattle that are dying that need yeah. to be shot, and I mean that's that's the unfortunate reality of it. There's no food for them. There's no water. They're sitting there suffering. You have to put them out of their misery. Yeah. So with your one fell swoop of like, you know, if you've taken. Yeah. I take it back. <laughs> yeah, but it, warrants, it warrants further discussion. I'm I'm okay yeah. with that, but yeah, and, you know, I probably used to be anti-guns because I'm from Australia and we've had it drilled into our fucking heads for the last twenty years. Yeah, and um, but you know, I spent some time in America and first time I went out with my friends and they had a whole like back of their Chevy Silverado like full of guns. Yeah, we're gonna go out in the desert. We're gonna shoot some guns and shit. We had AK-47s and. AR-15s, all sorts of shit. He's a police lieutenant, so he had like access. He he had a lot of guns himself that he was allowed to have, and um, he was just sitting there, just loading mag after mag after mag, and we're like shooting two guns at a time, like just going <laughs> fucking mental and just having the best time ever. So fucking good. And then we're packing up to leave, and he's go and he goes, uh, "Yeah, I'm just gonna just gonna load this one up for the drive home." And I'm like, "I've got it on video too." So I was like, <laughs> Whoa, whoa, just fucking step back for a second. What what did you just say? He's like, I'm just going to load this one up from the drive home. And I'm like, hang on, do you mean to say that if someone uh, tries to jack us you, or someone something happens in the car on the way home, you're going to fucking shoot him? And he's like, well, I'm not letting anybody take my guns. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. So, well, the best way to defend your guns yeah. is with guns, yeah. obviously. So everywhere we went, you know, Mike always had his um, had his pistol like stashed down the side of the seat, and yeah, all the time. Except for Mexico, you can't take guns into Mexico, but no, you can buy plenty of them there, though. Yeah, but um, you can also buy people there. Yeah, it's a bit, it's a scary to shoot place. With your guns. But so, did you spend some time? You did because you uh, let, well, let, let's let's take a let's take a, a quick step back in time through your life. I don't have any of that like beautiful harp music, but just pretend <laughs> it's happening here. Yeah. We'll just pause. Yeah. And then I'll cut that in later. Yeah. Okay, little, good. <laughs> a little scratchy it was beautiful. <laughs> so uh, take a step back to your uh, comeuppance. Or, oh, sorry, not your comeuppance. Come your, your growing up in uh, in <laughs> Australia. 
Oh, where do you Where'd want to you start? Well, well, I don't know. Start just my, after you my, came out of your mother's vagina. Out of my dad's penis. Yeah. Oh, okay. We can go that far back <laughs> if you want. Nine yeah, months of it was warm and wet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know if we'll go that far back. But, um, we can go. We can go back to high school. I reckon. So okay. Uh, we moved up to a little place called Weeper. Um, do you know where Cairns is? Yep. Yeah, it's way fucking past that. It's like yep. right up the top. So, uh, yeah, we moved up there. I think grade seven. And, um, yeah, it was like a whole nother world. Yeah, it's crazy. Little. So, you said that's like very much kind of the wild, wild west. I it mean, is, yeah. Any time you're going like way up north in Australia. Yeah, it's like another country. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's bizarre. It's great taking people from other parts of Australia up there because they're just like, holy fuck, this is like, I can't even understand what people are saying. <laughs> what are they saying? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Were they words that that person yeah. said? To well, uh, up there, they sort of, they, um, so there's Aboriginal and Islanders and the Islanders speak, uh, I think it's called Creole. Um, I think that's how you say, oh, I can't remember. Can't, anyway, it's been a while. But anyway, it's kind of like Pigeon English and uh, yeah, there's okay. like all sorts of weird slang and shit that people say and, you know, then I start saying it too because you work with them all day. And, yeah, of course. Know. But yeah, so it was, it was a wild place. Yeah, it was... Um, why were you in that particular location? Uh, so, Dad got a job up there. So, that we're, we're deep in crocodile territory here. Though, oh, yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great. So, um, and also um, box jellyfish. Yeah. There's everything yeah. that can okay. kill you sea snakes, um, sharks. You're probably more likely to get eaten by a shark than anything. There's a lot of sharks. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. So, not great whites, though. It's too warm there. No, me. more tiger sharks and my favorite. Yeah. Aggressive yeah. bastard things. But. <laughs> Yeah, we'd go fishing and um, you catch a lot of heads. So you right. pull up and you look over the side and there's like three or four four-meter sharks circling the boat waiting for you to pull them up their breakfast. So Fuck. Bastards. Don't put your hand in the water. Right. But yeah, stupid kid stuff we used to do. Go skiing behind the boat and croc and really? shark-infested waters. And Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. it encourages you not to fall over, I guess. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah you swim pretty quick trying to get back <laughs> in the boat. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. So, Weeper, you ended up there. Yeah. Why? 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 Uh, yeah. Why? So, dad, dad got a job up there when I was a kid. Mining. Um, mining. Yeah. Mining. So, um, yeah. I went to school up there um, till grade 11. And then um, started getting into a little bit of trouble. Um, well, rewind again. Um, mm -hmm. Grade 8, we all thought it'd be a good idea to tell each other's parents that we're sleeping over at a, the other kid's house. And, we went out and um, got drunk. Convinced some guy to buy us two seven fifty bottles, not seven hundreds. This is like a long time ago. That was still seven fifties back in the day. They probably still are up there, are they? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Haven't been for a while. That's the home of the leader can as well. Yeah, I'm sure. probably. <laughs> no, that's that's for Darwin. Or that's something. definitely yeah. Darwin. <laughs> anyway, it's much like Darwin. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we all went out, got shit faced, got busted. I learnt my lesson, got in trouble. All my friends, they just kept drinking, smoking drugs, taking acid and whatever else. Sorry, boys. How the fuck do you even get acid to such uh, a remote location? Yeah, I don't know. It gets okay. there. It, it gets there. Well, the, I suppose the last leg of your journey flying into there is always with some little private airline, right? It used to be ANSET and it was on a big jet. It used to fly in there every oh, okay. day. Wow. And then ANSET went under and Qantas used to take Dash 8s up there. But um, okay. yeah, so I sort of learned my lesson and then it wasn't until, you know, Later on, ten, grade 10, 10 and 11, sorry, can't speak. Um, started drinking again and, you know, 
we're getting into a little bit of trouble. My friends are doing stupid shit. And there's not a lot to do up there. That's the problem. There's nothing yeah. to do. So there's not much to do. So you end up stealing alcohol out of people's fridges in their backyard and friends. Which teenagers do, like, even in areas where there is shit to do. Maybe not yeah. to the same degree or as as regular. But yeah. it, it's definitely something. That's all, it's almost your rite of passage. Do they climb through the roof of the pub and steal cartons of beer? I'm sure you wouldn't have to because well, you probably knew the pub well, owner well, on first, on first my, basis. My friend did, so he knew how to get in there and we were like shimmering around the side of the room out of the, the motion detector sensors, which probably weren't even on, <laughs> getting <laughs> cartons of beer and climbing back out through through the roof. And yeah, poor old Ty. Well, so you just kicked off some roof tiles and then shimmied down. Nah, so, um, sorry, just having a drink of my um, very sugary Saxby ginger beer. Um, yeah, so the roof, it's like got a bit of a overhang thing on the top so the air can get in or get oh, out yeah, or whatever yeah, okay. anyway you're like yeah. i wouldn't be able to fit through there now but as a anorexic whippersnapper whippersnapper yeah we're sneaking in there and um yeah so i started getting into a little bit of trouble and um got busted because some other kids got busted and they bloody rolled on us and um Bastards. yeah so then my parents said um yeah, you should uh, get an apprenticeship. No more or... alcohol, only acid for you. From yeah, now pro- oh, yeah. <laughs> they probably didn't know half the shit I was getting up to. Sorry, mum, if you're listening. Sorry, dad. So, I Make love sure you. you send them the link. Yeah, well, so yeah. that they can hear that you love them. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, um, yeah, after that, I went to TAFE. Um, I did put. Uh, Still up in Weeper? No, nah, I moved oh. to Brisbane. So, yeah, there was no TAFE in no, I Weeper. No, I wouldn't imagine no. there would be. No, uh, there was no contemporary music course in Weeper, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I went to Brisbane and, um, yeah, did a, did that and uh, thought I wanted to be a musician and um, had no money after that finished. So well, went, that means that you are successfully a yeah, musician at exactly. that point. exactly. Yeah, I was yeah. a successful musician. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so... Um, I used to go back and forth to Weeper, so I'd go up to Weeper and I'd work for a bit, save some money, and then go back to Brisbane and yeah, back and forth. Brisbane in, in Weeper, you'd just jump on the tools out in the mines. Yeah, just just mining. Yeah. yeah, just drive machinery. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Or, yeah, easy shit. And um, then when I was about twenty, um, a friend of mine called me up and he said, um, "Hey, what are you doing? Do you want to come up and um, be a tour guide?" Driving, uh, riding dirt bikes, doing dirt bikes. So tours. doing eco tours. Well, uh, they, they eco were, tours on motorbikes. Yeah, yeah. they were later. <laughs> all the all the motorbike stuff was later redubbed yeah. eco tour because yeah. the uh, forest got all weird about it. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, I I just mo- lost my license. Um, Good time to be riding. Actually, motorbike. I lost my license three years earlier or two years earlier, and um, I didn't realize because they wrote three points on the ticket and it was supposed to be four. So when I went in to get my open driver's license, they snatched it off me over the counter and said, hey, you actually lost your license two and a half years ago. Fuck. Um, and we're starting your time now. So you lost it for three months and you get it back and you're going back on your P's for another three years. Jesus Christ. Yeah, fuckers. Fucking hell. Yeah, I mean, rookie error on their behalf. Yeah. But also... Oh, okay, of course, because you had like a five-year license or a three-year license or whatever, so you didn't whatever have it was to renew back it. Then. Yeah, okay, yeah. Right. so um, yeah, I just lost my license and um, yeah, I was sort of waiting for that. I got that back and then um, flew up to Weeper and started doing tours. So I was a 20-year-old kid. Um, I was probably a fucking idiot and didn't 
yeah, probably really immature. I'm still an idiot, and, and well, twenty-year-old kids are. Yeah, so. I don't know. I don't know why he asked me to do it, but he mustn't be able to find <laughs> anybody else. But um, I think I was. I was oh, he's like, oh fuck! I've, I've accidentally contacted J E double F Jeff. <laughs> Not meant Gio. to, meant to call G E O F F Jeff. But I, I think I did a pretty good job. Um, so yeah, I, I did that for two years, and I don't know how many trips to the tip. We're just going flat out, and um. All the dudes that came, they were all, you know, wealthy guys with their own business and in their, you know, late 30s, 40s, 50s, like money to burn. And they come up there and it's like fucking Christmas and they're in the wild west and they just go crazy. So I pretty much always had someone in the backup car. So one, the first day, like some dude would go stupid into a ditch and break his arm or almost break his arm and he's like covered in bruises and shit and all bandaged up in a sling and I'd patch him up and he'd ride in the car for a day and, and during that day his mate would have a huge crash and you know break his tailbone or something stupid and, and the guy with the arm in the sling he's like oh it's not bad I'll just I'll just tape it to the handlebars I'll be right so the other guy would swap in and righto grabo yeah. Yeah. I know grabo yeah personally yeah fantastic. I do yeah okay. so I went to bar Both, was, hold on there's two of them aren't there uh, I think there's a couple. Yeah, yeah there's, I think there's three brothers. Oh, yeah. are there? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, I was a 20-year-old kid babysitting um, these grown men who were just going fucking stupid. Yeah. Yeah. The, oh, the enduro riding is fantastic. And I, um, so I, I've ridden, I got my first bike when I was about five. Yeah. And when I had the farm up at Colnura, I got back into riding, got back into riding, which was more actually doing enduro stuff rather than what I was doing on the farms as a kid, which was yep. just flatten around the paddocks and uh it was fantastic when you would go out on these like multi-day rides and you would see yeah these guys who were like oh i've ridden dirt bikes since i was a whippersnapper and then yeah 20 minutes in they're like oh fuck my arms are hurting my ass is well sore. the the questionnaire when they apply to to come and go for the ride like what riding experience have you had blah yeah. blah like oh yeah i've been riding a bike Heaps. for 20 years totally yeah pro riding, a, riding a fucking road bike like they've never ridden a dirt bike and up there it's like shit loads of sand well it used to be it used to be a lot of sand oh, so it's hard going i love sand i learned to ride in sand so it's my favorite really yeah love it uh, as long as you got paddle paddle tires yeah well i've ridden with a paddle tire and um I've been to Glamour Sand Dunes and um, fucking shocking on your on your chain and sprockets though sand. No, nah, it's fine. You just don't oil your chain. Just don't oil. Yeah, no, you I was don't oil. Say, yeah, well, you trust, literally can't oil it. Trust me, I have put more kilometers on motorbikes than anyone else. I can guarantee you. So you know, having six tour bikes and a couple of lead bikes that you got to maintain. Yeah. So um, yeah, don't oil the chain, and you will get if you're much riding in sand. Sand, anything. Yeah, it's yeah, just right. a bit noisy. You'd be right. Yeah, I look at most of our riding that we generally do is when it's slightly wettish because it's always better to do it that way, far less dust. You only oil it so it doesn't get rusty. That's it. And that's and that's the that's the time we were doing. If you've it. got three tooth left on your sprocket, that's it's still plenty. enough. It yeah. still goes <laughs> yeah, plenty. It's more than enough. Yeah, all the dudes that turn up look, like, oh, the sprocket's worn out. I'm like, fuck off! I'll get it. <laughs> Seven thousand more kilometers out of that one. <laughs> All right, so you're doing the you're doing the the trail bike tours, and um, so you got you've got these guys blowing in who are obviously underskilled, overambitious. Some of them, yeah, some of them were just like crazy like riders too. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. yeah really good. Normally, yeah. not the older guys though. 
Uh, yeah, some of them. Really? Yeah, some of them okay. are like A grade riders, and like most dudes, um, like I knew the tr- like all the tracks back to front. So yeah, most dudes couldn't catch me. There was a couple of A grade guys, and like I was, I was going for it. Like I knew they were trying to catch what's me. Your, so. What's your chosen bike? Like back in those days, and and now today. Um, I've always ridden KDMs. Yeah. Uh, right. So the the bikes, Weeper. Um, you're back down in um, Brisbane. Yeah. Bris Vegas. Bris Vegas. Doing yeah. your doing so you you so up and down. So you back up in Weeper for twenty two couple of years up there doing the tour. Yeah, bikes, a couple so, of years. Yeah. Eco tours. Yep. Then you proceed to where you move back down south. Oh, shit, man, you're asking hard questions. I can't even remember. What's on my What's on my list that I said? <laughs> Oh, I got a bad memory. Don't talk about me being gay. Yeah. Oh no, hold on. That's <clears throat> that was Ian's. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you get for having a red beard. <laughs> he also has red hair and a Pontiac. <laughs> um, you played in bands. So, what, what's your uh, instrument of choice? Uh yeah, I used to play bass a long time ago. Yeah, slap it a bass. Slap it a bass. Slap it a bass. Right. So, <laughs> um, so that used about what. 15 IQ points. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fucking if that. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. and then uh, it was hard to be a soloist as a, as a bass player. True. Unless yeah. you're playing in like an orchestra. Yeah. Which yeah. is obviously not a solo. I don't know if bass. I don't know if slap bass um, players have much uh, solos in orchestras either. Yeah. No, definitely. <laughs> definitely not. Yeah. Um, it's like, but the bass is, it's one of those instruments that if you cut it out of the song, people go, hold on, this song sounds yeah. fucked up. Yeah. So, doing the right thing. Yeah. Especially when you're the bassist and they just keep turning you down and down. You're like, what the fuck am I even doing here? <laughs> <laughs> they just keep, they're like, no, too I much can't bass. can't fucking hear turn, it. Turn it down. Like the whole, I swear, the whole time I played, like, they just kept telling me to turn it fucking down. Maybe because I was real bad or something, but their excuse was like, it's just coming back through the PA. I'm like, well, I can't hear fucking thing you don't give me a fallback i'm just up here i'm like playing braille man I, i'm probably am playing shit i don't know i can't fucking hear it i'm tone deaf i'm a bass player so i used to <laughs> this little place that we used to play um the yeah tone deaf indie temple um yeah one of the stages it was like this little small stage i used to grab my lead and i'd go and sit out in the out of one of the tables in the crowd so, so I could <laughs> fucking hear it slow. oh really yeah so you could yeah, hear it from I couldn't the front facing because you yeah. could hear it the label I couldn't hear it so I'm like fuck it I just go and sit next to some girls out there going and look on, sweetie. Yeah. have I shown you how I slap my bass <laughs> see how big my thumbs are yeah. um, so you uh, the, the, the Muay Thai stuff you, you've done some amateur bouts then yeah I've had three so um, yeah that came about yeah I was living in Brisbane I think I went to the pub to pick up my brother one day and one of his workmates were there and I walked in and I'm, you know, 6'4 and kind of skinny. I wasn't, not skinny, but, um, you know, I look athletic, but I wasn't very athletic. You, you were, is this long after you were riding bikes? Yeah, like I was reasonably fit, reasonably fit, but um, like I'd never run more than 100 metres in my life. But anyway, so I went in the pub this day and this guy's there and he goes, hey, do you do Muay Thai? And I said, no, I don't even know what it is, but, you know, I've always loved, kickboxing but i didn't know that that's what muay thai was you know yep. i've seen van damme and whatever um <laughs> so this dude said you should do muay thai man i'm like yeah fucking right i whatever <laughs> so half pissed he's like come to this house on this day at this time I'm like, yeah right cool i get there and um it's this guy's house jimmy shannon and uh he's uh, he's well known in the in the kickboxing and um fight tents and stuff like that go to his house 
and I rock up and it's under his house and I can't fucking stand up straight because I hit my head on the beams under the house. It's that fucking low. So this is this is under the house? Under the house, so, in the garage, like a drive-in right, garage yep. under the house. So it's real low roof. And um, so I said, yeah, I'll just come to do some, you know, kickboxing, whatever. And um, he was fucking dodgy as a dodgy. He's a nice dude, but it's a dodgy place. And when he's like, here, we could do, do a quick line off this switchblade. <laughs> <laughs> well, he had these fucking dodgy dudes that were living there. And um, I went in to, to do a piss in the toilet. And there's a old school um, doctor's um what are you prescription notepad on the oh, really <laughs> fucking toilet <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck it was so, it's so good so um what do you want man what do you what do you want we can sort it out he was cool as fuck yeah it probably wasn't his but um you know whatever um allegedly, allegedly it would have been one of these dodgy fucking dudes that will live in there but anyway i, I trained there once or twice and um I ended up moving to the gold coast I think I had some, I can't remember what was going on and had some friends living down there and I moved down there and I went and trained with um, Angie Parr. She's John Wayne Parr's wife. Amazing people, like they're the nicest people. Um, then uh, my sister was living in Toowoomba. She was going to uni by herself. So I went up there to help her out, live with her and help her. Um, and she'd started training as well with a guy called Leon Spain. Um, so I started training there and um, I kind of liked it and I kind of didn't like it. Like they trained fucking hard and they sparred every night for ages, fucking ages. And I used to make up excuses and say, oh, oh I've got to go. Okay, <laughs> 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 like, just before sparring, I'm like, oh, i got to go. I go and have a pizza or I go to a movie or whatever. And, and uh, I don't know, I wasn't really getting any respect. I didn't deserve any respect. So... Um, you know, they're like, oh, where you going, man? Like, what are you doing? And I started sticking around and I started getting into it and something just clicked and I fucking loved it. And I love, ended up loving sparring. Like every night I just, he would beat the absolute shit out of me. Like every fucking night, just pound the shit out of us. I would limp to work and I worked hundred meters away. I would limp to work every day. And, um, I was making cylinder heads in the CNC place and I had a tub of um, liquid nitrogen. So I'd take my blue ice packs and I would have my <laughs> legs iced all fucking day long. Just and I would, keep dunking them in yeah, there. Yeah, I would dunk them in the liquid nitrogen, yeah, right. instantly freeze them again, put them back on. I was constantly, my legs were so fucking bruised and so sore, black eyes, split lips. My lips were just always busted up. How are your ears? My ears are fine. I've never done that rolling around the ground shit, but my ears were fine. I never caught too many big ones in the ears, but, and my sister too, she was always black and blue. I ask, I only ask, it's not like we're not sitting in the same room, but he does have headphones on and a beanie and a beanie. Yeah, Yeah. I've got no hair, so my head's cold. But yeah, so my sister was always black and blue too, and she bruises so easily. So we're living together, we go shopping together, whatever. We're down the supermarket. You both fucked up. We fucked up. We got (laughs) fucking black eyes and shit. Is is your sister tall as well? Yeah, she's tall. I think she's um, 5'11". So... Five eleven blonde hair and yeah, really fair skin. So her legs, her legs are just—they were just fucking green. You know, bruises just—they yep. go blue and then they go green. They, go green. Fucking they seem to spread when they're green oh, as well. Yeah, I know. Yeah, like all of a sudden they just go purple and yep. then they just go and green yep. now. Well, when you when you get a cork on your thigh, so that, that's how I learned how to kick from Leon. He used to kick us through the pad and just 
first same thing i was telling you a story earlier on about my bikey mate that i kicked in the leg once through the pad and he dropped on his ass like a little fucking girl leon did that to me i was a little girl on the ground fucking like what the fuck did you do that for and then i'm thinking okay he's just you know making a point showing me how hard he can kick whatever he's like get back up (laughs) he won't do it again held the pad up bang fucking twice as hard (laughs) down i went again i'm like just fuck and so what happens is like you've got your your leg but your femur your thigh corks on the, the muscle corks on the inside against your own fucking bone not his bone it corks against your bone on the inside of your fucking leg and then it runs out on the inside of your leg like all and then it runs down your knee and you, oh, up in your groin yeah fucking everywhere so luckily i mean it is the biggest bone in your body well <laughs> well <laughs> <laughs> am i right ladies um yes okay so the the so you're doing that training what do, so based on the fact that I've done quite a lot of training, I never, ever really wanted to step in the ring and do any yeah. amateur bouts. I used to spar like a motherfucker. Yeah. But it just never really was... Yeah. Occasionally, I'd get a rush of blood and I'd be like, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. You know, l- Let's go chuck me into... It gets... It, it's, so is that how that the amateur fights came? Like um, you're like, oh, I'm full of, full of blood or well, was it a few years down the track? No. So what happened, um, like I just threw myself into it full on. Like I was... Um, and so, amateur Muay Thai, there's no elbows, if I remember correctly. No elbows. I, yeah. I never wanted to fight elbows. I'm just, yeah, I think, you know, I was fighting cruiserweight and it's, that's fucking scary. Like when you get, like cruiserweight, um, not me so much, far, but cruiserweight, they're fast and they hit as hard or harder than heavyweights, you know, they've got the power and the speed. So, yeah, you can, you can lose an eye or get fucked up pretty bad. But yeah, um, your reach though, there's, there's basically, there's going to be nobody basically in that same division that that's the same height as you yeah no they are yeah really yeah so um yeah like i threw myself into it and i'd never run before um you know leon's telling me go fucking run you got to start running and i was doing laps around like he's in an industrial estate i'm doing laps around the shed i need about three laps and he comes out and he goes what the fuck are you doing I said, I'm fucking running. He's like, get out on the fucking street, you idiot. (laughs) So I start running the street and I started running to the end of the street. I started doing 800 meters and I started doing a K and then I worked up to 10K. So I was doing 10Ks a day. I was running probably five or six days a week. Um, So I'd go to work. And what was your walking around weight at that point? Uh, So I started at about 93 kilos. And um, and I was like, I've got nothing to lose. And like, yeah, you fucking do. You better. (laughs) (laughs) You don't want to fight at 93 kilos. So, um, yeah. So I start and uh, I'd go to work six till three or six thirty till three thirty. I'd come home. I'd wash my only pair of pants that I fucking had because I was so broke. I'd wash my pants and I'd hang them up on the little fan in the chair so the wind would blow through them and dry my pants. I'd have a little nap. You don't have clothes dryers. Yeah, I couldn't afford it. Oh, you couldn't afford a clothes dryer. Couldn't afford a clothes dryer. I suppose you could have afforded other pants before you could have afforded a clothes dryer. (laughs) Makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, so. Yeah. <laughs> well done. Well done. Stinks too. I had sausages. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah. So then it. I'd uh, I'd go to training early and I'd go and do my run before training and I'd go and do my eight or 10 Ks. I'd come back by that stage. Everybody got there, start skipping. And I, so the way it works at that gym, uh, like the least experienced guys, they, so you skip first and least experience goes in on the pads with the trainer. 
The others keep skipping. The others keep skipping. So I was skipping and skipping and skipping. After a while, my brother once asked me, he was trying to get fit and he's skipping. He goes, how many skips do you do? I'm like, what do you mean? How many skips? It's <laughs> like, how many skips do you do in a row? And I'm like, fucking 40 minutes. Can't keep skipping. <laughs> so I um, used to hate the middle of fucking winter going Oh, in. and you hit your fucking hit toes. your toes. Well, oh, okay, so I hell. used to skip with a hose, a garden hose. And it had a, the handles were like, I don't know where you buy them from. So the handles are like hollowed out bits of wood and then the hose has got a nut in the end of it so it can rotate in the thing yep. that's just like woof, 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 woof. it's fucking heavy so it's the skip with that and um so yeah we trained from about five to eight four or five nights a week and um yeah just sparring every night and i something just clicked and i just got good really quick and he's like hey do you want to do you want to get a fight? And I'm like, fuck yeah, let's do it. And that was only six months in. You know, most people usually train for two years and then they start doing little amateur bites, uh, fights at PCYCs and stuff like that. But Yeah, the red and blues and stuff. Yeah, he was trying to get me fights on big shows, but um, at, it's probably different these days. Everybody's on roids and all their um, supplements and shit and they're a lot heavier back then. I just couldn't get a fight at my weight. That was, it took me ages and ages. Um, and... I got one fight, I found, oh, yeah, that's right, I got one fight, and they flew me up to Cooktown, of all places, flew up there, they flew us all up. What's Cooktown near? Yeah, it's north of Cairns. North of Cairns as well? Yeah, so they flew us up to Cooktown, everything paid for, whatever, get up there, the morning of the fight, oh no, your dude's pulled out, Uh, anyway, free holiday, (laughs) and then, um, yeah, it happened a couple of times, so, which, it's pretty hard, um, like you're preparing for a fight and I always struggled with the nerves of things. Like I was running out trying to do a shit and I couldn't do a shit. And I couldn't, I didn't figure out what was wrong with me. I'm like, fuck, what's going on? I feel like I need to do a shit. It's nerves. I've never been that nervous before, wow. you know? And, um, yeah, I was just training, like you're training as hard as you can because, um, and you also, I think the national Muay Thai rules, you fight with 12, 12 ounce. Tens, they tens. were tens. Okay. Yeah, they fucking hurt. Well, you don't feel it at the time, but there's no, not the not much day. to tens. Yeah, I'm pretty sure yeah. they're tens. Um, so yeah, I had a couple of fight uh, fighters pull out or cancellations, whatever. That just kept happening over and over in a row. So I'm constantly training for a fight, which is a bit and different. Cutting, and, and, and cutting, coming and cutting, and and it's stressful. And then I got a fight, and like, oh, can you get down to um, 84 kilos? I'm like fuck me 84 kilos i'm like fuck right i can't get a fight i'll cut 84 kilos let's fucking do it so i'm trying to cut weight and then oh you got another fight it's two weeks before it's at cruiserweight 88 kilos oh, i'm like get fuck fucked. me so <laughs> oh, no. anyway first fight um it's my first fight and i'm fucking underweight and this dude like anyway I go to the way and it's in the in the mall in um brisbane and um Anyway, that that gym had a couple of fighters there, and one of the dudes gets up on the on the scales, and I'm thinking, oh yeah, this is my guy. Nah, he was fucking, I don't know what weight he was. He was like uh, 78 kilos or something. He was a fucking monster, <laughs> dude. He's fucking huge. And then my guy gets up there, and he's fucking ripped as he's fucking massive, and he's like <laughs> 88, bang on the fucking dot or something, or whatever it was, and. I get up and I'm 85.2 with my fucking shirt on no. and big pants because my trainer told oh. me, he's like, oh, just, you know, keep your shirt on and, you know, keep, keep, I don't know, a bit of 
you know, don't show it. Like you're underweight, so don't show them don't sort show of what you've got. Like I've yeah. got, I've got tattoos on my chest and arm um, and shit. And at the time, you know, tattoos like no one had tattoos or whatever. It was fucking back in the day. So but, you wanted to? You're like, no, but I want to get my tough tattoos out. No, I didn't. You know, right. he didn't want me to show. Him, he didn't want me to show him my tough tattoos, and right. you know, just wanted me to look like you know, I sat there with my hat on and fucking head down, whatever. And um, yeah, so I was eighty five point two with all my fucking clothes on and Jesus. And uh, then the, you know, I didn't know, I, you know, but no one knew anything about fucking nutrition and shit back then. So I was overtrained and undernourished. And then, so you're eating no carbs before it and then you weigh in and then you're just stuffing your face with fucking pizza and pasta and whatever. I felt like I had fucking bricks on my feet and I couldn't fucking yeah. move. Like the fight night, yeah, I just felt like shit. My fight song... I was supposed to like wait a while and then come out for this cool part of the song or whatever. I was fucking nerves what, just took over. What, what was your workout song? Oh, fuck. I can't remember. It's, it was from, um, oh man, I don't know. Yeah, I can't remember. I think it was like some song from Super Troopers that, um, <laughs> the techno song, the German techno song in Super Troopers. The one where they got the Porsche pulled over? Think, that one? Yeah, I think yeah, it was okay. that one. I think yeah. so. I used that one. I used a TV on a radio song another time. I can't remember, but. Uh, anyway, I was just fucking ch- charging down these sh- these stairs, fucking running out. Like, like I lost my head. I don't remember a thing about the fucking fight. All I remember was um, my trainer said, "If he's punching, you kick." And I fucking I kicked. I kicked that motherfucker a lot. I got caught with a, a hook in the chin. I went down. I don't remember any of this, but I hit my head on the floor and I got nine stitches. I must have fucking hit hard. Oh, so that was a TKO at that point. Or I was fucking gone. Okay, I right. was out. I just remember. The, like how long was this into the fight second round so that's um, pretty good you've done well i smashed his leg and uh like thigh yeah i was just smashing his thigh because i knew you left or right-handed i'm right-handed yeah so i was just i used to be able to kick hard with both but yeah i was just smashing his thigh and yeah the um the boy said to me, he said, if I had gone to the third, he wouldn't have come out. I don't know if they were trying to be nice to me or what, but, um, (laughs) anyway, uh, a month later I went, and went to another fight show and that guy was fighting i think it's about a month or six weeks later and um he got a tiny little tap in the leg and he went down and he couldn't get back up his and i talked to one of the other boys from his gym and he said oh dude you smashed his fucking so leg he was so carrying bad. that injury yeah. already and yeah, nice. and i'd since <laughs> suck shit whatever your name is <laughs> <laughs> no nah, i don't say that no nah, it's, it's good sportsmanship in in the sport but, but also you shouldn't have taken a fight like five weeks later yeah <laughs> <laughs> probably should have rested but yeah time. so he was he was still sore and i got my stitches out 10 days after the fight and then i fought yeah the two weekends later with a uh, very fresh uh, nine stitches in my eye wow so i'd won my next fight two weeks later and this dude still hurting <laughs> well done so you won that one. Was that points? Uh, yeah, it was on points. Yeah, I was fucking trying to knock him out. The the I didn't wasn't real sure about the rules. Um, if we we're allowed to knee in the head or not. So, um, I don't know. And those kind of you just don't you don't retain shit when <laughs> when you're so fucking nervous and in the yeah. And also, I mean, you've got, you've got somebody coming at you for all intents and purposes, yeah. attempting to kill you. Yeah. So and was, you're like, what? You, I, I'm not allowed to poke him in the eyes yeah, now. Yeah. So I didn't know <laughs> if I was allowed to knee him in the head or, or not. And uh, he kept ducking down. I just, I 
fucking could have smashed his face so bad because he just kept ducking into it. And I, I'd, I've been knocked out a couple of times from duck, ducking and copping a knee <laughs> in the forehead or in the temple. Well, it's I, the fucking worst. Well, see, um, I think at the time there's different rules. That's why I was unsure because there's different rules in New South Wales and Queensland. And Queensland fighters, like, they grapple a lot. Like, they're really heavy on the grappling and the knees and the elbows and everything. And in New South Wales, they, they weren't so much. They break yeah. it up. So, um, this guy hadn't done much grappling and I was a fucking animal with the grappling. So, I just need him from one side of the fucking Oof. ring to the other for three rounds. What, just body shots, <laughs> body shots, fucker. body shots. Or you're talking... Just need head. him. I just need head. So, head if work. I remember correctly... and I was trying not to knee him in the head. Wrong. I was yeah, trying okay. not to. So, yeah. if I remember correctly, kneeing to the head was okay, but you weren't allowed to have the hands behind the head to pull... Forward. Oh fuck no! Something not, like I think nah. that seems to ring maybe, a bell. maybe New South Wales yeah. in Queensland. You fucking go to town. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just coming back to me if now. You're saying that because there's something about pulling the head forward at the same time that the knees coming yeah. up. That was a fucking problem. Yeah, and and definitely no elbows. I remember that. Although some of the fighters could do elbows, but there was no um, twelve to six on okay. the head. Yep, that was one of the rules. But whatever, it's all fucking vague and a long fucking time ago now. Yep. So you're kneeing this guy wherever you can place a knee. Try not to knee him in the face, poor dude. Yeah, poor guy. So you take that one on points. Then how long until you? You said you did three amateur bouts. Yeah. Then the next one, um, it was in Darwin. That was awesome. Yeah, they really. Um, so you went and partied on Mitchell Street, obviously. Afterwards. I don't know what it was called. Yeah, <laughs> Mitchell Street. Um, the only oh, street. actually, what's the what's the massive club there? What's it called? Um, not sure. Oh, I don't know. Anyway, the. I remember the place with the crocodiles. Oh, that's all of Darwin. There's some big nightclub there and uh, the ring was sort of down. The ring was on the floor and then um, everybody was on a level level with the ring and then there was another level up up above. So, it was fucking awesome. That would be amazing. Yeah, it was just like out of Bloodsport or whatever. It was fucking awesome. So, you come out on the ring and everybody's like right there, like next to the ropes, like two meters You basically just walk along and just give everyone high fives. Just about, yeah. Fuck, that sounds cool. So, um... Yeah, and I fought this dude, um, he was a bit out of shape, but he had, I think he had like nine boxing fights and seven kickboxing fights or something. I took the fight because one of the other boys didn't want to take it on, my trainer didn't want to give it to him or something, I don't know, but yeah, I fought this dude and um, yeah, he busted my nose, there's fucking blood everywhere and yeah, just one on points with that one as well. Right, so two wins, one... One, one cheater. One knock the fuck out in front of all your friends and family and shit. Um, so, and that's the other thing I wanted to talk about with fighting. Like, um, yeah, it does something to you. And, you know, after that, I got a um, a bone infection in my shin. So, I had to stop and I moved back to Weeper and I had no one to train with. But I couldn't have trained if I wanted to. My shin was that fucked up. But the nerves, I think now I could be a much better fighter if I had the body for it you're just in the head yeah. but um, that's the um that's the challenge right yes yeah. like when you it's the balance of of youth versus yeah. versus experience when you're younger i think um you know i sort of i didn't know that my body could do what it did and i you know push myself to places that like you have no limits like when you say oh you push yourself past your limit you have no limits you just keep fucking going death like, i mean death is definitely a limiting factor yeah. but uh, um i get what you mean yeah and I like I fear no man like I um and when I fought I didn't fear um getting hurt I feared losing and and being you know felt like I was 
Yeah, but yeah. not the not the fear of him beating the shit out of you, but no. the fear of you letting yourself down and, and letting people down. Yeah, that losing in front of your friends. Like, you, yeah. this is your whole life. Your whole life revolves around it, and then you look like a fucking idiot because you get knocked out on your first fight. So, I mean, it's it's got to happen. If you're going to get knocked out in a fight, yeah. you prefer it's your first one, not your yeah. tenth one, when you should have yeah. learned to not get knocked out. But... Um, yeah, like uh, even now, like I, I can't fight now. I'm fat and slow and old. I just started How, again. So you, you six, six, three, six, four. You said so. You've started training again. What are you walking around at at the moment? <laughs> you don't want to know. I do. I just asked. <laughs> one, one fifteen point four. One fifteen point four. Yeah. So this is a, like you can reflect on this. Yeah. You so I went like, from eighty three point five to one fifteen point four. That's a big. Jump. Yeah, but it's not like you did it in three weeks. I know. Yeah, that was, that was way more nachos. <laughs> what, um, what are you doing then in terms of your weight loss? So you started training again and you're changing your diet? Trying to, but um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, the goal, I'd like to get, um, I'd like to lose at least 20 kilos. 20 kilos would be a good start. And then I think my running will be a lot easier. Um, yeah, my running now. Yeah, my feet and knees and everything's just telling me get on the bike. <laughs> You're too heavy. That, that's all I do now. My knees, my knees ended up getting really fucked. Actually, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu was the thing that fucked my knees yeah. the worst. Yep. Muay Thai for years didn't fuck my knees. Yeah, that strengthened my knees. Yeah. Oh, fucking hell, man. Yeah, the BJJ. Um, yeah, so the 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 BJJ that was the thing, but it's all that sort of extending of the yes. joints in locks yep. and stuff like that. Ah, uh, yeah, ended up, but it's just being shit, which is weird because I would have thought that Muay Thai, based on the impacts, yep. should have been worse I'd, for my knees. Yeah, well, but, I think it just strengthened my knees. Riding bikes, I've blown my knees out a couple of times and, um, yeah, the the Muay Thai just, yeah, like everything was strong and I was flexible and, yeah, there's nothing but good for it. Yeah. So, 20 kegs. So, what do you, what, what's your plan of action then? So, you, you're doing your, your running. You're saying if I lose weight, running will be easier, but also yeah. if you run, yeah. you'll lose weight. Exactly, yep. Dietary, so, dietary side of things. Yeah, I'm just gonna cut back on the nachos a little bit. I love the nachos so and delicious. I do such a good nachos. You'll have to come around for a nachos one day. It's so good. <laughs> I'm purely keto at the moment, apart keto. from the oh, light, fucking terrible, low carb beer. I tried that shit. <laughs> it's not. It's not cool. So yeah, do some really good shits though. Yeah. Oh fuck! I enjoy the shits on keto. It's fantastic. Yep. I just need to eat more fruit and veg. So, but I, I struggle. I ate um, plant based for a while, a few years so back. So you went and, full vegan. Yeah, I did. I even went full vegan. I was even doing raw for a while and no grains. So, yeah. So it's like nothing. Nothing. No you flavor. Can eat fucking lettuce. <laughs> it's <laughs> the most horrible thing ever. But um, and I had so much energy. I felt like I was fifteen again, and yeah, I. I've always suffered from... Um, but your joints would have suffered. No, nah, my joints no? are fine. Nah, really? Everything was fine. Like, there was nothing That's bad. the only thing I've heard with um, with people is, yeah, I've got heaps more energy, but my joints are actually more... Yeah. They're hurting nah, more. I, there, was, there wasn't really any downside to it, except, man, I had to eat from fucking sun up to sun down, and I was lucky I was in a mining job, because I'd go to work with one of those uh, little esky things, and I would take about 17 bananas, a big tub of watermelon, and anything else and I was still barely making the calories so I'd get up and have a big shake like a smoothie full of bananas and all the rest of so it. So did you drop weight then? Yeah, I was, when you- yeah, I was struggling to keep it on. Yeah. And what were you walking around at then? Uh, probably about 96 back then. Wow. Yeah. But I was going to the gym a little bit. Um, I wasn't doing any running. I just, yeah, I, I 
couldn't I didn't have the um calories to burn running yeah so, exactly um but I was going to the gym and I was training with other guys and um yeah they were they were on the juice and shit so um they should have been able to handle it. so I was training as hard as them like as hard as I could I was lifting as heavy as I I could on everything and um I just wasn't getting sore so I'd you know, we train before work and whatever. And I say, you come to the gym tonight? Oh, no, man, I'm too fucking sore. I'm like, you know, Even though they're on the on Aren't you on the juice? Isn't that yeah. supposed to be what, it's, what it does? But yeah. I just was not getting sore. So, um, yeah, I felt like I had plenty of energy and plenty of strength and everything. But, yeah, it's just too much fucking Do you drink eating. coffee? No, I don't drink coffee. Right. No. Tried for a little while, but... Drugs. What's your stance on drugs? Um, I had some codeine today, actually. I had a massive fucking headache last night i went did it fix it it did a little so you bit feel good about the drugs codeine's the only thing that fixes the headaches when i get them other than acupuncture so i've always gotten migraines and for a for a while i did actually have i never got any headaches when i was eating vegan well i hate vegan i like plant-based that's better i didn't eat <laughs> i didn't eat vegan to save any fucking animals i was eating plants to save me, not to save the fucking squirrels and shit. It was to save me. <laughs> the like, squirrels. <laughs> so, so, so often brought up in the that's vegan what circles. They care about. Save, they, a, save a squirrel. Yeah, they care about fucking squirrels and shit and whatever. Like, whatever. Yes, I fucking, I'm all for animal welfare and whatever. But yeah, that's not why I was eating like that. So, what were we talking about? I can't even remember. Was it because you went down the gut health thing? The gut health thing, yes. It did go down the gut health fucking... Rabbit warren, rabbit more or warren, less. Rabbit warren, yeah. 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 So, what was the... Um, you did a lot of reading. Did you do a lot of self-diagnosis yeah. of yeah. things as well? So, uh, my brother and sister were doing the same sort of thing. I was sort of eating less um, less bread and stuff, less gluten. Um Working in the mines, riding motorbikes, always had a sore back. And I found that if oh, if I don't eat bread, my back suddenly gets fucking better. And I feel a bit more flexible and, yeah, don't feel so shit. And you don't, get, so that, you don't get that fucking afternoon, like, shitty, like, two, three o'clock, four o'clock, whatever, where or you get a bit nappy. Eat, eat anything and you just want to go to sleep. Yeah. Your body's just so fucking lethargic. Um, yeah, so I started, I was starting that and... Um, their kids were just getting sick all the time. And, you know, back then, like, the doctors were like, oh, antibiotics this, antibiotics for that. Oh, you got a Ugh. cold? Yeah, have some fucking antibiotics. Meanwhile, your kids got absolutely no gut bacteria left whatsoever. So their kids were getting sick all the time and, like, really sick. And they just, yeah, through their own accord, just started, yeah, eating better and, you know, researching this stuff. And between the three of us, we could compare notes all the time. Like, hey, if I eat this, this happens and... Once you start eliminating things, you start to notice like, oh, if I eat chicken, my legs get real fucking hot and sweaty. (laughs) (laughs) Or eat meat. Like if you eat meat, your fucking body temperature, like that's the other thing. When you, when you don't eat meat, when you only eat plant based stuff, like you're fucking freezing your ass off. Like your core temperatures, I just could not warm up. You're just cold all the time. Wow. So, um. Yeah, between the three of us, we were always comparing notes and um, reading shit on the internet. And, you know, back then, that was before um, you, you knew that everything was bullshit on the internet and you believed everything that you read. But <laughs> yep. anyway, so that um, that led down the path to e- eating some poo. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, okay. 
doing a fecal matter trans fecal matter transplant an fmt 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 at home right so i have seen the videos on the internet yep not of that yep some more casual german style fecal matter transplants but what is it's nothing like that no nothing see i i wasn't I, i didn't even google it yep (laughs) because <laughs> I'm like I would rather just hear it from the horse's mouth so it. to speak <laughs> I would rather yep. be surprised so everybody yep. just strap yourself in we'll have a quick yep. tell me about the uh, the fecal matter transplant yeah. okay so yeah we kind of all realise that okay we've taken a fair bit of antibiotics over the years living in the tropics and getting infections and whatever and we probably don't have a whole lot of gut bacteria a whole lot of diversity in our gut bacteria left so, um, yeah, my brother, he's a very, very smart dude, very well read. And, um, he did all the research on how to do it. He bought a secondhand, um, what's a, what's it called? Centrifuge. So he bought a secondhand centri- centrifuge. Um, and so when you're born and you come out through your mother's, uh, bajuju, yeah. um, and she does a little bit of poo-poo. I managed to make it wrong. I very just, mature conversation. I just, I just made that up right there. <laughs> so anyway, um, you kind of get a carbon copy of her gut bacteria when you're born. Right. So, so as you slide out. Yeah, as you come out, you, you get, ingest a bit of her bacteria and that's how you get your gut bacteria. You probably pick up a little bit. Bit of a kickstart. Yeah, you pick up a little okay. bit along the way. So kids who are born C-section, their gut bacteria more resembles the bacteria that's on your skin and not what's in people's guts. So okay. they're off to a bad start right from the get-go. Um, so anyway... Um, mum's gut wasn't too bad and i'm supposed to have her gut bacteria in me so he said hey mum can we use your <laughs> shit <laughs> can we eat some of your <laughs> shit <laughs> uh, oh, so, um, so my grandmother she used to say I, she, i'd say nana what's for dinner and she would say shit on toast shit on toast yeah, yeah. your so, mum yeah <laughs> followed yeah, through she sure did so um so to speak that that this is the hardest part, you know, uh, there's... Um, what do you mean this is the hardest part? No, I mean, for, for people doing FMTs, finding yeah. a donor, because there's not too many people out there that haven't had antibiotics or... And when you um, when you look for a donor, they have to be of sound mind, they have to be fit and healthy and nothing wrong because your gut bacteria... It's still flesh. Yeah, your yeah. gut bacteria... Um, yeah, we, it, it's got so many more... Um, yeah, it doesn't just digest your food. Like, you know, it's releasing hormones and triggering... Th- like, your gut and your mind. Yeah, just there's all the link. autoimmune stuff that people exactly. are discussing yeah. these days. Yeah, and, and it's all yeah. from your gut. Like, everything is from your gut. So, um, yeah, you, you got to be careful who shit you eat if you're out there looking... <laughs> if you're a shit eater and you're out there looking for some turds. Um, <laughs> okay, so you can't, so just, you can't just... You can't just go eat any old go. shit. No. <laughs> So, yeah, we convinced our mum to um, give us some of her shit. Um, I didn't do this. I was all prepared to get involved. And um, In what but, regard were you going to get involved with obtaining uh, your mother's so, feces yeah, or so, fecal matter? Yeah, <laughs> mum had to do the shit. And then my brother... So, you, so what? Okay, I'll, I'll walk you through the process. Pretty... <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, yeah. you, uh, my brother got the poo. 
<laughs> in a uh, snap lock yeah. bag with some saline. Keep it and, fresh. Uh, yeah, you got to yeah mix mush it, it all, mush it all up. Um, put it into the uh, the glass tubes in the centrifuge. So in the second hand centrifuge, and it didn't have the test tube holders. We had to make one. Excuse my um wasted. Excuse my horrible sausage burps. Mm, um, Mine smells like smoked salmon. So the first test run he did, luckily there was no poo in it because we made a test tube holder out of some foam and the foam wasn't of a <laughs> high enough density. Right. Little did we know this thing was going <laughs> to spin like a motherfucker. It's a centrifuge. It just yeah. fucking spun like crazy. <laughs> it pushed the test tubes through. Like that's how much G-force it had. It pushed it through. So this. the necks sp- f- flicked through the uh, through the foam. Yeah, it so went, the, yeah, yeah the okay. glass pushed through Jesus. the foam and like smashed inside. Lucky it only had water in it, so... Um, anyway, so you put the poo uh, within the saline in the test tube, spin it up. Hopefully, it doesn't go bang because that's a big mess. Mm, just be a shit fight. And uh, yeah. when you get it out, I think there was uh, two or three layers, and uh, there's a layer of like sediment, and that's a bacteria. So you get rid of like the stuff on top, and then you get this bottom layer of sediment, which is just straight, yeah, gut bacteria. Scrape that out, and. Um, then we got uh, capsules, little tablet capsules, triple capsules. So you put it in one little tiny capsule and then put it in two big others. Big one, big one, yeah. Yeah, because you do not want that um, letting go into, inside your small intestine because then you get uh, SIBO, small intestinal bacteria overgrowth. I think that's what, it, oh, something like that. Anyway, whatever it is. Uh, you don't want it in your small intestine. You want it to go through to your big intestine. So you need it to last you past want your to, stomach yeah. acid, yeah. past your small intestine. Okay, this is the thing, stomach acid. So they, they'll they say, oh, you take antibiotics. Here, go and take some probiotics. It's bullshit. It doesn't fucking work. It gets to your stomach acid and it's fucking dead. Nothing, it doesn't get, if anything gets through, it's fuck all. So... So, uh, yeah, taking um, probiotics, it's a load of shit. You're just wasting your money. you got to eat your mum's poo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a but anyway. It's a um, <laughs> anyway, so. Right, so you yeah, want it we, to get, you want the poo to get through to where your poo is. Yeah, where it's, where it's needed. So, um, I did it because, um, you know, I was eating all this, um, all this fruit and veg and whatever. I would eat watermelon and it would come out looking like watermelon. I wasn't processing it. Oh, it would geez. just come out just looking like watermelon. So it was going through. I was drinking shitloads of water. So I'm eating all this fruit, but I'm still thirsty as fuck. I'm getting up every hour during the night doing drinking. a piss. No, doing a piss. Oh, really? Like I needed to pee all okay. night long. So, um, and I hadn't done a solid shit in ages. So anyway, we did this FMT. And, um, very next day I did like first solid poo that I'd done in a long time. Um, my food was getting processed. So I just, I was pretty much almost stopped drinking water cause I was eating so much fruit. Yeah, it was a lot of water in the fruit. Yeah. yeah. Well, my body started, um, processing it. So it was taking, you know, what it needed. Whereas before everything was just going straight through. So I stopped needing to drink so much water because I was, you know, extracting that from my food and it was, you know, I was getting the good, good bits that go through and the water I would retain. So it worked for me. Um, so you're saying that your mum then, she was, she didn't have many antibiotics in her life? Or no, never, she or? had, she, she's probably had a little bit, um, but she couldn't, you know, she couldn't remember the last time that she'd had antibiotics and 
she was the, the most decent donor that we could think of and i'm supposed to have her gut bacteria anyway so right you just got to be careful you you don't know like they don't know what it does to you like it could totally change your personality you just don't know because it yeah yeah there, there are those um stories yeah for sure yeah just i don't know yeah you kind of don't want to i don't know it's you don't, you don't you want to just eat anyone's shit because you've got your dna and then you've got your back gut bacteria that's kind of what makes you you so it's kind of almost like changing your dna you know like yes that's, um how do nachos go with changing your um Gut bacteria. They, they change you. They change you. That's for sure. Yes. <laughs> uh, come over for some nachos. So yeah, that's my poo story. Yeah. Well, that's one of them. I'm sure there's multiple no, poo that stories. That is the only poo story. Josh. That is the most um, interesting and diverse poo story that I've heard. Yeah. I'd, I'm 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 astounded. If you want to do that, no, poo, no, I'm if good. you want to do a poo story yourself, um, you could. <laughs> oh, okay. There's, there's a place in Sydney that does it, but it probably cost you about fifteen to twenty grand, or you can, yeah, go and do it yourself. I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. My poos are good. Yeah, I enjoy. And so, uh, maybe I'll try the plant based diet. I don't think <laughs> I can, honestly. No, nah, I wouldn't recommend it. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like eating shit. Yep. Uh, right. Fuck. Okay. Oh, look, that is that is fantastic. I'm glad that you're. Uh, do you openly talk about this stuff normally? People just look you at you like it. fucking. <laughs> you fucking weirdo. So what's your what's your scenario with uh, with offspring? Yeah, I've got three kids. Three. Three little little rat bags. What's what's their ages? I've got a two year old, a four year old, and a six year old. Wow. Yep. Very evenly spaced. Yeah. Well, my six-year-old's about to turn seven in December, so that'll unspace it. Yeah. yeah. Not too bad, though. Yep. But what? my two-year-old looks like a five-year-old, so... <laughs> <laughs> and my four-year-old looks like a seven-year-old. <laughs> right. And your six-year-old... His mother's five foot two, so he, they're catching him quick. Yeah, my And the other two are with my beautiful two. wife, and she's six foot tall, so my kids are going to be giants, poor little buggers. That's fun. yeah. So my that's weird though with later. the with the the way because my ex is yeah about five two five one yeah and I'd often see that where you know there's been those conversations around genetics and evolution and whatever that yep. we don't want our species to get like fucking retarded real quick. So what yep. often happens is the short people end up with the tall people and yep. the medium height people with the medium people because yep. it just helps us progress at a more natural level. Yeah, but then the other side of it is idiocracy. <laughs> the other side of it is ain't no bitch want a guy who's shorter than her oh yeah so you've got you've yeah. got us who are sort of oh, and we're on the taller side of society we're definitely not giants by any stretch of the imagination but yeah. if there's a chick out there that's like 5'11 she doesn't want to do this 5'11 because oh, she can't wear heels so you probably know what this like this is like when you're in a pub or a club and it's real busy you're like Two fucking masts in the in the floor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, how are you doing across the room? <laughs> yeah. Just fucking towering over the top of each other. Like, how are you doing? And she's like, "Holy fuck, look at that giraffe! How are you doing too?" So uh, my friends used to say they used to come up to me. Go, oh, I just saw a big bird, a big bird. And you know, chicks, chicks fucking hate being, they called, love a big being d- called big. No, they, they fucking yeah. hate it. But I, you know, used to explain to them. No, it is a. It's a. It's a good thing to be called a, a big bird. You know, a big, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's, and then, the, well, actually, the, the, the funny thing is, because you seldom see guys our height out, like you see guys who are like 5'11 to 6'1 
often. They're fucking but midgets. Midgets. And then, but <laughs> what's what's strange is when you be standing because I I will go into the cubicles to piss if I can because I don't. And like, you look over the top. <laughs> no, no. But when you see when you see a guy, yeah. You look to your side and often the cubicles end here. Yeah. And then you oh, end yeah. up with a tall yeah. guy in the cubicle next to you and you just go, hey. <laughs> <laughs> It's this un- yeah. unwritten yeah. law where you just go, hey. Yeah, but you also feel kind of weird because you're standing there having you a fucking- have your dick in you, your hand. No, but you're standing there having a piss and everybody else is walking in. There's this fucking head sticking out the top <laughs> and everybody, they can't see you, but they can fucking see you. <laughs> see your stupid head sticking out. <laughs> Oh yeah. dear God! Yeah, tall yeah. person problems. Yeah, that and batting away heaps of pussy. I mean, those are the <laughs> <laughs> joking. I don't hit women. No, I'm, I'm serious. I don't. <laughs> there is a complex thing there happening with with society today, though. Regarding, we have this very strong message, which is do not hit women. Yeah, and I agree with that, but I also agree with like don't hit anybody. Yeah. Right? That there's. There's seldom a situation that ever calls for violence. Yeah. If violence has been started against you, fucking lash out. Go yeah. nuts. But at the same time that we're saying domestic violence, like men are perpetrators of domestic violence, there's 60 women a week or whatever yeah. the statistic is. But we're also having the same argument saying there's no difference between men and women. That, yeah. And I agree that women should be paid equal. I'm okay with all that sort of shit, but there seems to be two very different stories happening yeah. at the same time, which is we're equal to you, but also please hold us up on yeah. a pedestal and, and, and treat us completely differently. So I don't know what your situation is at the moment with, um, with your breakup and everything, but, or if you've been to family court or anything already, but you step inside the family court and it's just a go-to for the women so oh yeah absolutely yeah. and that's um whether that's the lawyers pushing it like the solicitors pushing it or whatever the so, second they even say yeah AVO. it's the first thing that comes out of their mouth is like oh violence and abusive and all the rest of it so i got accused of um being abusive and violent and whatever i'm fucking six foot tall and i can fight like a motherfucker she's five foot two if i lay a fucking harp like a tiniest of a finger on her I fucking kill her. Like, are you yeah. fucking stupid? Like, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, like it's fucking, exactly. it's so fucking yeah. dumb. But the stupid thing is, she's the one that was, that's why I broke it. She's the one that was laying into me and fucking hitting me and shit. So, you know, it obviously didn't hurt. Like, I can take a fucking beating. I don't care. But to step into the courtroom and the first thing that comes out of their mouth is like, oh, he's abusive and, you know, violent. And all this like, fuck off. Like, and that that was some of the, like the, the first conversations I had, even like with my solicitor, which is, yeah. I said, look, you know, she's disappeared. I haven't seen my kids in months and yep. I don't know what my rights are here. I said, I've been sending her text messages and he's like, okay, you have to stop doing that. I'm yep. like, well, hold on. She's taken off with my kids. I need to, I don't have an answer. I don't yeah. understand what the fuck is going on. Just poof, disappeared. Yeah. And like, what am I supposed to do? I'm sitting here in this, you know, this massive, beautiful shed. But at that time, yeah. like you can see it's gray. Yeah. It's cold. Oh, it's not it's so much anymore. I'm sitting here by myself, just drinking myself into a stupor. Not suggesting alcohol is necessarily the solution to anything, but... I wouldn't necessarily drunk text or drunk email or anything like that, but yep. I'm like, I need a fucking outcome. You need to fucking communicate with me. Yep. And I, I would say, look, this is what I'm saying. These are the messages I'm sending. I'm not, a, I'm not, yeah, you know, threatening violence or anything like that. But then, and if- he says, you need to stop. 
because the second she takes out an AVO because she feels like you've said something inappropriate in one of your emails, your case is done. Yeah. But then if you don't text her and you don't try and make contact, then that will be used against you. Because they want to go for with the the kids. Yeah, you didn't try and contact your kids or any of that sort of shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I, I got to sit through a few cases, you know, before mine and whatever and... Yeah, it's not good. Guys, uh, uh, you know, there's plenty of douchebag guys that have come before us that have fucked it up for everybody. There's, they reckon the system is better than what it used to be, but fuck, it must have been bad before. I am interested that Pauline Hansen's movement now, I think she started about four or five weeks ago, which is I'm going to get some equality for men yeah. in the in the whole like family court system. It's, um, it's not so much... Um, it, well, it is biased and whatever... Um, but it's also the whole process. It just takes too long and things get drawn out and kids are getting fucking hurt out there, man. It's just fucking stupid. Yeah. Know, there's kids with people that they shouldn't be or... So with yeah. your first, that's yep. that's with your, your ex? Yeah. Yep. So the, the, the six-year-old, nearly seven-year-old. Yep. How... So you're, you're now... Um, I was going to say in possession. It's not possession. Yeah, I'm in possession. <laughs> yeah. I'm in possession. Yep. So... Um, yeah, we settled. We so this is my this is um what is it advice for blokes blokes advice blo- yeah. advice whoa, for whoa, whoa. blokes no 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 not blokes Ad- advice <laughs> yeah no <laughs> advice for blokes here's some advice Fucking, advice for blokes podcast to be yeah clear. yeah settle and like if you can um if you can come to an agreement if you can both come to an agreement see the moment you step foot into the court you're putting your life and your kid's life in someone else's hands. So you both may come out with an outcome that you don't like. So um, I was extremely lucky. So I have um, I have custody of my son now, and he spends every uh, second Friday and Saturday night with his mum, and uh, one week of each holiday. And um, yeah, I'm very very lucky to get that. Like I didn't think I was going to get that. Um, I was just fighting to get in. I was just fighting to see my. Was son there an at asset all. split that happened at the same time? No. So there was no. Um, There's no. No real assets to no speak assets. of. No. I'm lucky I didn't own a house. And then, so, so how is your involvement with? Um, who are the ones that do the, the money situation with the split parents? Um, uh yeah. <laughs> what? Um, Those ones. Child. Child uh, support. Child support. Yeah. So support yeah, I used to pay her a lot. And give her a lot of money as well. Uh, now that now that I've got custody, I don't get anything. <laughs> so she gives you nothing. Nothing. And that's no. based on the fact that she earns fuck all. Yeah. Yeah. Right. She's never done a tax return. So. Oh Jesus. So Christ. even that. So there was a transition period when I changed jobs. So there's there's almost like an ambition there to actually do oh, very yeah. fucking little oh, yeah. on their behalf. I don't want anything from her. I don't want a cent from her. So. Oh, that's fair enough. Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, it's bad enough that I have to. Yeah, have an ongoing relationship. Yeah, with her. there's no ongoing relationship. It's bad enough that my son has to go there. So, yeah, I, I don't even. Um, it's that long ago, and I sort of it's there's a, it was a very stressful time, and I blanked a lot of stuff out of out of my mind. I don't even like remember what it was like to be with her or anything. She's just a stranger that my son goes to yeah. live with. Um, I wish her all the best and everything. Um, she still pulls the same stupid shit that she's always done, and she's. Not not the greatest influence on my son and doesn't take very good care of him sometimes, but um, 
I always want him to have a good relationship with his mother and, you know, I, I never tell him that, that's for sure. And, I, you know, I know he's going to get burnt by her in the long run. Yeah, he's going to get hurt. And you kind of got to, I guess, let him yeah. have that adventure by himself. No, I got to try and, I got to try and shield him a bit because he's going to get to a point in his life and just go, Mum, why, why the fuck were you such a, you know, why, why did you do Why were you things? so absent? Why yeah. did you do the things that you do? Yeah, that you did, so... Yeah. Oh, congratulations that you've managed to um, come out with a, a sort of success story off the back of the um, yeah. Family well, court. we we didn't go family to, court. Yeah, we didn't go to a um, final hearing, so the whole process um, yeah took ages. Everything's just drawn out. And um, was there a lot of like psych evaluation and shit that was thrown in? Yeah. So what happens? Um, have you done a um, mediation yet? Have you done that? No. It's a complete fucking waste of time. So they kept telling me, oh, we can't get an appointment. They blew it out for like six months. In the meantime, she'd taken him and, you know, I was, it was finding it really hard to see him at all. And, you know, she was withholding him for money and just doing all sorts of stupid shit. My family would come. She wouldn't let him let me have him on the time that I was supposed to have Fuck. him. All the rest of it. Um, so, yeah, was, and the, the long, longer it dragged on... Um, yeah, with the mediation and everything, that was more time that he was with her. He was with her for solid amounts of time and the less time that was, he was with me and being so young, the court wasn't going to go, oh, we just can't take him away from the mother, even exactly, though yeah. I was the primary carer, I was the primary attachment. So right from the start, three weeks in, she started smoking again. She was smoking during, I don't know how long for the pregnancy. I know she did quit for a bit. I don't know how long for. She wasn't completely honest about it. But um, three weeks after he was born, she started smoking again. He just did not want to have anything to do with it. So I had to feed him and settle him and do all the rest of it. I'd go to night shift and she'd be texting me all night. Like, oh, I can't get him to go to sleep. He's just screaming all night. Like every time I left the house, he's like screaming for me. It's fucking hard. And I get home and she's fucking fast asleep in bed and he's standing up in the in the cot with a shitty nappy like screaming. So I'd stay up, you know, till 10 o'clock when she decides to get out of fucking bed and I'm playing with him and she comes out and gets angry at me because we're making too much fucking noise. And meanwhile, i got to go to night shift again the next night. So, Ouch. Um, yeah, I don't know, just shit like that. But, um, yeah, anyway, did mediation, um... And, you know, they, they try and be your buddy and everything and help you out and whatever. The best outcome that you can have is that where you both agree to, some, agree to something and you get it drawn up. And mediation should be able to do that for you. But if you both disagree and if you're, if you're with a perfect, you know, part, uh, you know ex-partner and they're, they're happy for you to see your kids and whatever, then everything's great. You come to an agreement. But most people aren't like that. And she was just trying to cut me out of his life whatsoever. She withheld him for a couple of months. I didn't get to see him at all. So that was fucking hard. It must have been hard on him too. So, um, yeah, you do mediation and then you go to, uh, you get your, your letter to whatever the letter's called. Say you, you can go to court then. Yep. Um, go and see your solicitor and whatever. Um, I don't think I'm allowed to say what was in the affidavits, but her first affidavit. So she took me to court, um, which is good. I didn't have to pay for, that was one thing I didn't have to pay for. She had legal aid, <laughs> so she got everything fucking paid for. Oh, um, that's brutal as yeah. well. Well, Fuck. anyway, yeah, okay. it fucking, she Because only one of you gets anyway, legal aid as yeah, well. Yeah, but you know yeah. what? The shit catches up to people sometimes. So 
Um, yeah, I was paying 330 bucks an hour for a solicitor. I was lucky I had a really good solicitor. Um, and right from the start, she was, she was saying, oh, you know what, it's not, you know, it's not looking good for you. And, um, you know, and you just got to take what you can get and blah, blah, blah. Like she knows the system. And I'm like, I stuck to my guns. I'm like, no, this is what I want. I'm like fighting for my fucking kid. He shouldn't, you know, he shouldn't be there. She's not, yeah, not a good fucking person. So, um, you go into court and you walk in and the, the judge just says, well, she says this, you say that. I don't know who to believe. Come back in six weeks. I'm talking fucking 45 seconds and you're out of there. Like, that's it. Are you serious? So you've waited weeks to get there. Fucking six months. Like, so hang on. I did, uh, it was about six months waiting for the first, um, mediation thing. And then they say, oh, you can go to court. So, right, I guess see the solicitor and, um, you know, got the affidavit done, whatever, and go through that whole process. Okay, we'll get your court date. Then that's months after that. You get in there and, like, you're in and out fucking two seconds. Meanwhile, you've just sat through fucking six heartbreak stories of fucking hell. And, um, and then you come back in six weeks. You come back in and she goes, oh, we're really busy today. I haven't got time to look at this. How about you come back in four weeks? This just kept going on yeah, and on. Like you've taken time off work. Yeah. You've organized this. You've, you've I don't paid get, legal no, fees. I didn't, no, none of that mattered. It. What mattered was that my son was with this. Living in a pretty shitty living situation. In a fucking, living in a shitty situation where he shouldn't be. So I think initially, um, so the first appearance where we went in there was fucking stressful as um, the judge said, oh, yeah, this, well, I think she went in, he said this, she said that, blah, 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 whatever. Oh, the mother's withholding. This isn't good. He needs to be with the father. Let's do up some, um, quick, quick, uh, temporary orders. I think it's called. So did the temporary orders where I got to see him even less than what I used to get to see him before. I used to have him for, you know, decent periods of time. So we got that in place. Um, we walked out of there. It's fucking, man, it was just heartbreaking, man. Just walking out of there. I thought, you know, we got this in the bag. It's fucking on paper. She's just a fucking loose cannon, just all sorts of things fucking wrong. We get home. Um, my wife is pregnant and, um, you know, she sat through the court. She's there with me the whole time. My mum flew down. She was in there with me as well. We get home. Um, actually, no, mum wasn't down that time. Sorry. Yeah, we get home, sit down to watch Batchy on TV, and the wife's in the bathroom. She goes, babe, I think my water just broke. <laughs> fucking five weeks early. Ooh, it was the, wow. the stress of all of it fucking brought on, yeah, brought on labor that night. Jesus. So, um, yeah, we ran off to the hospital and had our daughter five weeks early. And, wow. All uh, healthy, though. Yeah, well, healthy. Yeah. yeah, she's um, yeah, she's great. Everything was good, and um, yeah, had a bit of a hell time in hospital. Don't go to John Hunter. Go to Belmont. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fucking hell. But um, yeah. So that night, I, I got to no, the next morning, I got to speak to my son on Skype for the first time in two months. So wow. Yeah, poor little dude. He's pretty happy to talk to me. But um, so he was two by that stage yeah it's two okay. yep and um yeah so then same sort of thing kept going i can't remember how many times we went back to court for you know a couple of minutes at a time and just getting nowhere and uh it seems crazy yeah wasting like, that they, i know they just that waste, many resources they could just 
like they need more judges they need more time like people are just oh come back in six weeks and meanwhile it just keeps building up and building up and yeah, so um, what are they doing I mean they're just kicking the fucking can down the road yeah further. it's fucking stupid so in the end um, said yeah it's going to go to trial because we can't make sense of this um, but uh, you need to go and see a family assessor so that's where someone yeah are they um, so you go in I don't know what their qualifications are whether they're a psych or whatever they interview you they interviewed my wife and then they um, observed us with my son and then they do the same thing with the mother and her partner and and her family. So we went in and um, right from the get-go, I told my solicitor, you know, I'm playing this by the book. Everything I've told you is true and 100% honest. And she she um, obviously said, you know, you know, you can't lie about anything or you can leave this out or word this differently or whatever. I'm like, no, this is what happened. I'm telling the truth. Like, And I stuck you know i played by the book right from the fucking start to the end she didn't she fucking lied about everything and it all caught up with her in the end and um well that's good that it actually did and so going to the um the family assessor you know we went in there and um and they interviewed us and now told her our story and and they try and catch you out too. I so fucking saw her coming she, they're trying to catch you out yeah they try and yeah. catch you out and okay. you know um so she said to me, you know, she asked about everything, your parents and your childhood and, you know, your work and all the rest of it and asked you, if, you know, if you drink or smoke. And I'm like, no, I don't drink, don't smoke. I'm fucking, you know, don't even eat meat. <laughs> and, um, and she said, oh. Killed a few bananas though. Do you do, do you do drugs? And I said, no. She's like, oh, you're in the mining industry and you don't do drugs. And I'm thinking... Oh, brutal. I'm what thinking, piece of shit. You fucking idiot. I get drug tested every fucking couple of weeks. Oh, like, are no. you fucking stupid? That is that is but, like next but level. But she was trying to... um like, But she said it in a joking way. Like, she's trying to get, get shit out of me. Like, she's trying to, you know, get dirt on me or something. Yeah. Um, I mean, my mate, my mate Vinny, he, he had a similar sort of situation where... Not only are they asking leading questions, but yeah. they're also like inferring shit, yeah. or implying it, like almost directly to your yeah, face. Like, yeah. yeah, I don't know what the word is for it, but it's kind of like, oh, you, you know, like nudge, nudge. You, you like, can tell on. me. We've all yeah. smoked a little bit of weed. Yeah, but we? anyway, <laughs> when fucking the mother went in there and her boyfriend, holy fuck, you should have read the shit that they said. Oh, fuck, it was good. It was fucking good. <laughs> was gold. he like presenting with a fresh oh, face? Oh, yeah, I like to get home. I might have a couple of, I might <laughs> have a couple of Bundys maybe. Oh. Yeah, I've I've smoked weed before, but I don't do it anymore. But yeah, I usually have a six pack, and and then the mother said some shit. Oh, it was fucking golden. But anyway, um, I probably I probably can't say what was actually said in the fucking thing. But anyway, the, so, so in good. the in the court, they say that the family report is fucking golden. Like the, whatever the family report says, that's what the judge will go with. So um. The family report recommended that the child should not be with the mother and he's in a dangerous situation. Or I don't know what the wording is or whatever, I can't, I'm, and I'm probably not allowed to say. And it recommended that the child should live with the father and spend time with the mother when the when the father says. Um, so anyway, we're like, fuck, right, we got this in the bag, let's go. Go to court um, for the next appearance, and we walk in there and um, we sit through a couple other cases. And they, the judge is going, "Oh, the family report," and you know we, you know, carrying on about how important the family report is and whatever. And 
And uh, that was when it was in favour for the mother. Anyway, I get up there and she goes, oh, this is just one person's opinion. It's not- Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah it was oh, fucked, man. Yeah, it was fucked. hell, wow. It was so bad. They said, oh, this is just <gasps> one person's opinion. We don't have to stick to it, blah, blah, blah. Wow. I just sat through fucking watching her saying how fucking- How important how the family report This is the fucking Bible and I will stick by it. And then she tells me that's just some one person's opinion. Wow. So, anyway, you think when you go to court, you, you know, there's all this arguing back and forth with lawyers and whatever. No, that's not how it works. You go in there, their lawyer says something, your lawyer says something, everybody sits down and shuts the fuck up, and then the judge says what she or he wants to say, and then you're out of there. You don't get to say a fucking word. There's no like, oh, but judge this, but judge... I tried that. <laughs> oh, but judge... But ju- uh, no, we're done. Yeah. yeah. I had a um, I had a fill-in solicitor because mine had double booked on the day. She was upstairs with another case, so I had someone fill in for me. She wasn't as good. And it was just like watching a slow fucking train crash. I'm just sitting there going, fuck me. We've got all this subpoenaed material. Like there was, we had the, the subpoenaed stuff was on, like from the doctors and whatever, her doctors and shit. It's like, fuck this. Like they need to hand him over right now. And the family report. And I'm just watching. I'm just sitting there just like, fuck, this is crazy. And then I'm just like, can I just say something? I just got to, like, I just had to talk. Like I just could not sit there and fucking take it. And I said my bit to the judge. And oh, I, she actually stopped yeah, and she, had Yeah, she stopped her. and she fucking heard me. Like, And yeah. every time, I, I'll give her one thing. Every time I went in there, she's looking at me. She saw how upset I was. My my solicitor's like fucking nudging me under the table like, going sh- like, shut up. Like yeah. I was fucking, like I was fuming. It's, but you go in there and people say shit about you. That's not true. Like every fucking thing that came out of the other solicitor's mouth was just rubbish. It was bullshit, made up crap to make me look bad. And it was all untrue. And... um yeah, you know, so I just look. I gotta say something. I just I can't sit here and not say anything. And I sort of said my bit, and and she took it. I'll give her that. She didn't fucking blow up at me. She said, "Oh look, this, I know it's not, um, oh whatever. I know it's not um, an ideal situation that we just have to go through the process and blah blah blah, and we'll we'll come back and and look at the whole picture in um, what's in the final whatever whatever it's called final hearing. final hearing. So which would have was booked in for three days would have cost me a lot of money. I still still cost me a lot of money. I had to pre- prepare for it with a, um, a barrister, I think it was. So apparently the solicitor doesn't get to argue cases. Like, what am I paying you for? You fucking, you've been with me for the last year or whatever, and you know, like, she's got a fucking photographic memory. She remember every little fucking detail about my life, her life, everything. Like, you should be the one who's arguing this, but that's just how it works. you got to pay a barrister, and barrister, we had... Um, sit down and prepare and and write all the affidavits and everything for that um it's a lot of work man it's so much work i tell you if you can do it yourself do it you're gonna save yourself a lot uh, of money yeah that's massive but um that's huge oh well, yeah my mate my mate Vinny, he just um a couple of years ago I, th- I think you know he ended up sort of 50k deep yep. into um getting his uh getting his daughter from his ex yep um and by all accounts, it was a very um, malicious situation that yep. she was living in over there. And and since actually, his um his ex has passed away sadly a couple of months ago. Yeah. Uh, so he would have ended up with her yeah. anyway. But it was the right thing to do. Yeah. And he, and he started the same battle with um another one of his kids. And that it just didn't 
didn't go yeah. in his favour. They just said, no, she's been living with the grandparents for such a long period of time now. Yeah, they uh, don't like to move them. Yeah, we're not going to move them. Well, I was just lucky. The um, So the what happens is when you get that family report, your very clever solicitors send it off to um, legal aid. <laughs> so legal aid, I'm monitoring stuff the whole time apparently. So they read the family report and they're like, they, so f- as far as my solicitor told me, they don't, they won't support someone if they know they're not going to win or if they know that the, the, the child person's should, actually being a piece of shit. Yeah, that the person is a piece of shit. Wow. So they pulled her funding. Oh, wow. So I was very fucking awesome. lucky. She There's lost, a tip. She lost her solicitor um, and two days before she agreed to settle. So two days before the trials. That, yeah. So it was very she didn't have representation at that point. She, she didn't have representation. It. She had a brand new car, which I fucking paid for. She could have sold, but yeah, she could have sold that car and fucking paid for a solicitor, but she chose not to. No, without being too negative, you've ended up in a good position. So I suppose it was all, it could have been less shit, but it's not the first time you've eaten shit in your life. So yeah. it probably won't be the if, last. If it had have gone to trial, she would have got more than what she wanted. So the... um. This is the stupid part. The So when we were negotiating back and forward a settlement, the judge isn't allowed to look at what you guys are negotiating. So you can put forward to you can put forward to the judge what you want at the end and then they make a decision. So what we offered her, however many days and visitation and whatever, she turned she knocked it back for less. So Oh wow. Yes. Fuck. We offered her a certain amount with terms and conditions. Um, the only thing I put in there was something about he wasn't allowed to be with um, her boyfriend unsupervised or whatever. Um, or it might have been even a bit bit stricter about it. I can't remember. And, um, yeah, she came back with a counter offer that wanted less time with him. So, so she went through all this shit. And she Sounds didn't okay. want him. She didn't want him, but she just didn't want me to have him. Yeah. I'm sure she's got her own challenges. Yeah, well, to say the least. Yeah, it's fucking. Yeah, it hasn't gone, gone. Um, hasn't gone too well for her since then. So, so, so to so the the sort of abridged version of your career. Then, if we take a look at you know what you've done for for money, not everything you've done for money, <laughs> but <laughs> the things were well, the things that you've done for. Like in your in your career, so your financial career, Weeper, yep. Mines, yep. slapping the base. Um, yeah. uh, you were working in the mines. Did you end up doing FIFO? No. So when I was working in Weeper, I wanted to leave to uh, go to civilization, live in a. Excuse me again, sausage burps. Um, so I wanted to find a place where I was living in a real in the real world, I call it, that wasn't fly in, fly out. So I found Singleton and um yeah, it's close to Newcastle. Never been to Newcastle before. And um so yeah, I got a job down there, tra- it was sort of with the same company, I still had to apply for it and whatever. And um yeah, I was working for about six years, I think, in Singleton in the mines. And, um, yeah, when all the shit happened with the breakup and my son and, um, yeah, I just needed to be there for him and, um, realize, you know, going into court and trying to show him, you know, like this is my roster and these are my days off. I'm on an equal time roster. I get all these days off. 
they just couldn't get their fucking head around it like what you can see your son like if it wasn't like saturday and sunday every second week they just couldn't fucking get it but yeah it's fucking <laughs> yeah, stupid that's right. so um yeah i wanted to get out like i i never loved doing it. i was only doing it for the money and um yeah I, I needed to find a way out i just didn't know how to do it and um yeah i, I bought a tig welder because i wanted to start making stuff i don't know i liked welding i never used a TIG like a, before like an entry-level tig um i still use it so yeah. I, I bought myself an entry-level tig yeah a couple of years not ago. a scratch starter hopefully no god yeah. no no i even got it bought it with a pedal yeah, I've got it. Yeah, you need a pedal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's pretty, pretty the same one. It's a pretty cheap one. <laughs> pretty entry level, but it does good work. But yeah, anyway. Well, yeah, just looking at your stuff on uh, on the gram, obviously you didn't weld, that, you didn't weld, didn't that, weld dog. that dog doing a shit in the bush. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So, yeah, I bought a welder. Um, I was, and I, every night I was just on the computer, like on racedesert.com, reading how to build trophy trucks. I got friends that build trophy trucks and into off-road and stuff and... I wanted just wanted to do that, and um, yeah, I needed a way out of the mines. Um, I was prepared to walk away from the money. Oh, touchdown! Yeah, Rookie. so well, that was yeah. Big, <laughs> you know, you had a bad day at work. Yeah, <laughs> throwing the shit on the floor. Um, we're just looking at my stupid internet. I just get sick of fucking pulling the tongs out and having to regrind it all the time. Yeah, I know. <laughs> do it a hundred times a day. Um, yeah, so I um, had a bit of leave up my sleeve and um, then when my wife had um, had our daughter, I was, um, so, so she had a seizure um, after the birth when we were in, still in hospital and... Um, daughter or when she, wife? When she, my wife had a, a okay. seizure, yeah. So the next morning... Um, yeah, they're putting a drip in her arm and she kind of went into shock and she couldn't breathe. Like, it's fucking freaky. It was so bad. Um, yeah, they just put the drip in her arm and they're flushing the line. Just And uh, I think the shock of the saline, like a big gush of saline hitting her system. Plus, she would have been run down and, like it was from the birth and scraping the fucking placenta and all that horrible shit. Um, so, yeah, she was on the bed like having a fit and the nurse and doctor the room just filled full of fucking people and they're all freaking out didn't know what was wrong and um and i was yeah i was just holding them like i knew she was awake in there like she couldn't fucking move but the way she was looking at me like i knew she was fucking she was fully lucid and, and awake and i'm thinking she's a fucking veg like she was just a vegetable Jesus she just went totally fucking like fitting on the on her back and couldn't move and just like all fucked up and um like i was freaking out but i knew that she could hear me and i like just looking at her, i knew that she was awake in there and um they put the oxygen on her and she couldn't breathe and shit like it must have been like really like they still don't know what happened to her but um it's like really bad shock or something happened to her but she couldn't breathe so um my work they um they let they do uh paternity leave um and they they let the father well you know the uh the fathers go home the father for, identifying yeah the father identifying <laughs> person um if they're the primary carer they can uh i think i got three and a half or four and a half months off like full pay Ooh, so um see the thing was they didn't know what happened to my wife they didn't know what happened or if it would happen again and um 
you know, if that had happened to her again, it didn't, luckily. Um, you know, if I wasn't there, like... She could have died. Yeah, she could have died. The baby could have died. Whatever. She could have fallen over on the baby or whatever. Like, she needed something. Like, she would have needed me to fucking breathe air and her to keep her going until she came to again. So, um, I was lucky. I had a really good um, superintendent and he... Uh, I told him what was going on. He's like, fuck, dude, that's a fucking good enough reason. Like, they... Um, you know, they were offering it, so fucking take it. So I had, um, had that time off work and, uh, during that time, um, yeah, I just started practicing my welding and I approached a local shop. I sent him an email and said, Hey, look, this is what I can do. Any chance I could come in and, um, have a, have a okay. go, have a, and, um, a few, a while later, a few weeks later, they got back to me and said, yeah, come in and, um do a week's unpaid work so you're doing all the um you're doing all the fab side of it as well and and fit up and, yep. and whatever and then yep. going through you know, it's not like you're just on a production line where you're the uh yeah. you're, the, you're the tig robot yeah i am the tig robot yeah that's right. me so i used to do a lot more work on the cars i don't do as much now in the shop so um yeah i had that time off work and uh, i was able to still get paid my mining wage while working for nothing for a little while um yeah at the shop and then they said yeah yeah well they well they said to me from the start um you know if you can they were just starting out too and they said if you can create yourself a position then you're probably going to get a job at the end of this end of this like they weren't um yeah they weren't and so they didn't have any fixed positions they nah, were just sort of nah, and there was nothing in concrete concrete and yeah he probably didn't know if he could put me on or not or whatever um so then um yeah i called up my my uh, real job and I said oh can I take leave without pay just you know as a backstop you know because this this um, fab shop was just sort of starting out too and you know I didn't know if it was going to go through or whatever I didn't know if they were going to put me on um, full-time and um, yeah they it was good they ended up putting me on full-time like I I picked things up pretty quick and um, yeah I sort of I made some changes and I saw how they were doing things and I said hey maybe we should do this and that whatever and we butted our heads together well not butted our heads together I mean um put, put, our, heads put our heads together and yeah things went forward pretty quick and um so, so do you still do you still do welding and fab in your spare time as a as an as a passion still I don't have time <laughs> too busy fucking <laughs> welding. Too busy, <laughs> too busy welding um yeah I, I I don't have I don't have much time to do it um I do enough of it man I'm fucking welding all day I'm burning through that much gas so yeah i yeah i weld a lot <laughs> i fucking weld a lot can imagine you probably do but, considering that's your job yeah <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah anyway i i stepped away from the other job um so i had two car loans two new cars one that i one car that i didn't have and I had another new car and i'm like i don't need this fucking new car what do i need a fucking fifty thousand dollar ute for i don't even drive it got rid of that um we had zero debt um, and then, uh, yeah, I was no longer paying anywhere near as much child support as I was before. So between the two car loans and the child support, my, you know, taking an 80, 80 grand, um, pay cut, it wasn't so bad. So we managed to do it. $80,000 pay cut is oh, a pretty yeah. substantial one. Yeah. That's more than a lot of people's salaries. Yeah. So, um, yeah, a lot of people sort of like, what the fuck did you do or whatever, but and I'd, I'd never go back. Yeah, I'd never go back to the mines. Wouldn't matter how much they paid me. Yeah, two hundred fifty, three hundred grand. 
Yeah, no, it's not worth it. It's <laughs> a lot of money. I'd go back for a little bit and then like, woo, I got <laughs> See you guys later. I ain't never coming back. Um, yeah, I do suggest I mean your um your gram profile, Instagram profile is uh open and um publicly available. Yeah. So I don't put much up there and usually I fucking delete shit after I put it up there. I don't but know. it's it's underscore B underscore A underscore T underscore E underscore S underscore. So it's Bates just with uh, yeah. underscores before and after in between the letters. Do you it's, re- it's fantastic work. Anyway, I'm not that into um, social media and whatever. I usually just take the piss out of myself or everybody else on it. Yeah. But I mean, the, the the worlds that we're we're seeing here, these are your stereotypical stacking dimes. Like this is the yeah. shit that you see on, uh, yeah. what are some of the welding weld porn and shit yeah. like that on uh, on facebook like yep. this this is stuff that people aspire to so congratulations on um achieving that sort of level Thanks, like mate. for me i can stack about three or four dimes and then blow through yeah and then um get rayburn like that's about as far <laughs> that's about um, how skillful I'll, i am i'll give you a couple of tips man but um wear long sleeve shirts yeah long sleeve shirts but i taught myself so um yeah, I learnt to weld on YouTube. No, not YouTube, but I read a lot of stuff on race desert, so building trophy trucks and those guys their um their build tech probably comes from aerospace sort of stuff and welding chrome only and their their procedures and their techniques. Um yeah, there there ain't nothing like a trophy truck for breaking shit, so it has to be yeah, built well. Yeah, that shit's like yeah, yeah, so it's double everything, right? Yeah, that's what I've seen. Kinda how um I try and world stuff is how they do it um i see a lot of stuff out there and i think fuck i i wouldn't like that to be on my car <laughs> are you driving a modified car yourself uh no i'm driving a prado so uh prados are like hemorrhoids um old people have them and sometimes young assholes have them too yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Maybe when it grows up, it'll be a Land Cruiser. Yeah, no, it is a Land Cruiser. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, sure, it's a Land Cruiser. Yeah, um, mate, that's fantastic. And we're, we're like uh, near two hours in, um, so uh, I, there's plenty more stories. I'd be happy to um, have another chat with you, but I don't want to um, hold you. I, and plus, I probably have to go to bed at some point. Yeah, I got oh, I got a couple of hours worth of editing to do after this, which I'll probably try and burn through tonight. Um, <laughs> It's been fantastic having you down. I mean, the fucking Thanks, stories man. that you've given me are, uh, are fantastic. Oh, uh, dude, I was worried we were going to get eight minutes into it. I was joking to my wife. And um, anyway, I, I have to talk her up too because um, she doesn't need talking up. But anyway, she I said to her, <laughs> said to her I'm going on a podcast. And she's like, yeah, what are you going to fucking say? I'm like, I don't know. She's like, well, you better fucking talk me up then. <laughs> She's got no shame. Give her 36 (laughs) seconds of your best. She's wonderful. Oh, no, that's how you made the babies. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) She's wonderful. So, um, yeah, she's um, stuck by me through a lot of shit, and I I wouldn't have been able to do what I've done without her, that's for sure. So, fantastic. Yeah. What's her first unique, very unique name that you said? Laurel. 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 Yeah, it's hard to say, too. It's not that bad. Harder if you're Asian. I just said babe. Laurel. Hey, babe. Uh, well done Laurel on um, bringing up this uh, guy who was already quite tall but helping him become more of a uh, more of a grown up (laughs) it sucks to uh, have that whole like seizure thing happen don't do that again yeah no don't do that again you guys gonna make some more babies or you done fuck no no you're done can try not to anal all the way from now on (laughs) (laughs) don't wanna risk it (laughs) oh yeah I've gotta get the snip I really gotta do it yeah 
definitely not happy. Yeah, we've got three kids, and man, three car seats in the back of any car is fucking hard. Even two in a hatchback was hard enough when my kids yeah. were young, because mine are only twelve months apart. Yeah, and so they were both in uh, in car seats at the same time. Yeah, and it was yeah. Occasionally, somebody would be like, "Oh, can I get a lift with you guys?" Yeah, no. Good. Yeah, yeah? Well, I'd love to yeah, watch. <laughs> like it, you're in minivan territory, going to four, and then you need yeah. a bigger house. It's all kinds of hell. Yeah, two kids is just bl- like, get away with like a Pajero, like the with the seven seats in the back of the nah. pad. But the pa- even the back of the Pages, well, the Pages about the same width as yeah. the back of the Prado, right? Yeah. Um, when you get into the Land Cruiser, it's like you got that little bit of extra. Yeah, like extra one width. one kid is your life's fucking bliss. Two kids, it's yeah, it's almost as good it's pretty easy three kids it just it fucks up the dynamic so bad like we were saying it just two days ago we were saying uh, because my son's away for a week over the holidays we're saying the kids are so they're so they get along so well it doesn't matter which one of them is missing that you know whether it's the two boys or you know the eldest in the middle doesn't matter which combination we have if one's away they they're just little gold, not golden children, but when there's three together, they're just fucking... It's hell. Oh, man. We have that same rule with actually my brothers as adults. We had a mate named Ron and uh, he goes, he said, two of you boys, because there's four of us. He said, two of you boys together, no dramas. Put three of you together yep. and there's going to be a fucking fight. He said, put four <laughs> of you together and that shit's just fucking chaos. Yep. Like, <laughs> so and with my kids, you have the two of them together looking after them. Like, you know, parenting, I think they call it. Um, And you're like, oh my God, it's such a challenge. But you have one of them. I'm like, oh my God, you're a human. (laughs) (laughs) Five minutes ago, I could have sworn you're a fucking animal. I wanted to tie you up. They're wonderful things. Well, before we go, man. um, Yeah, I've been sitting here and I feel bad because I've just been talking about myself and I haven't even made eye contact. I don't even know why. I've just been looking down, just talking about my own shit. That's what you're supposed to do. And I've been listening to your podcast from the start and... um, yeah, I have. Sorry, true. I have. <laughs> <laughs> and um, you know, you're always talking about everybody else's problems and issues, but you know, I haven't heard anybody ask how you're doing, man. So I don't know. Are you doing okay? Yeah, I'm doing much better. Like, um, I, you know, I only know what have, I, you know, all the other guys on the show, I guess, have been your friend and they know you and whatever. I, yeah. You know, I'm a total stranger, and I, only thing I know about you is like the bits and pieces that you've said on, on the show, but. Yeah. Yeah. No, oh, thanks for asking. Yeah, I um I'm doing much better. This was part of my um my whole therapy yeah, uh, thing. Yeah. Which was and I, I had a couple of um kind of DMs with um a couple of mates on Saturday night yeah. at uh, my brother's housewarming where I did reach out and what was quite strange is the friends who ended up being the most supportive or most compassionate to what I was going through were actually the ones that I least expected it to be. Yeah. I expected some, like, because I've got a real piss take relationship with a lot of people. And we, like, we joke about some dark yeah. shit, as we all do. Like, yeah. once you've been into those really dark places, like, with my family history of alcoholism and murder and, you know, sexual abuse and all that kind of stuff, there's some really dark stuff there. Yeah. But coming out the back of that, you're like, okay, well, that's our story. And so it's not to say that you're allowed to joke about those things, but you fucking can. Like, yeah. anyone can joke about that shit. Yeah. But, like, you know, it's 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 a complex thing. So we would often get to those dark joke things. You know, yep. not so like not so much like murdering babies or anything crazy like that. Although sometimes, but it's like you yeah. get you get to those really really dark humor points. Yeah, not in a 
you're not actually going to go out and actively do that. But, but those are the guys who have turned around and they're like, you know, making sure that I am okay. And it wasn't until sort of end of April, start of May, where I actually started to express the fact that I was really kind of struggling with it yep. and having a, like a rational conversation where I sat down with a mate and I'm like, yeah, I've, I've thought about killing myself and I probably will continue to do so for a while yet. Yeah. And he's like, um, that's not okay. I'm like, but seriously, are you joking? And I'm like, no, no, I like, yeah. I don't know how else to do it. Like, I'm not going to be one of these people who goes, oh, please feel sorry for me. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking yeah. about killing myself. So is this, uh, was this when you weren't seeing your kids and this, that Yeah, period, and or? there was still this really difficult period where I had, ra- I had made my decision that I'm getting married and therefore I will be married for the rest of my life because that's a contract that you yeah. sign. And... I am a father and my kids will be in my life every day of my life for the rest of my life. You know, that, that was the most difficult thing for me to actually process is that my whole life has now changed and it's not my own doing. Retrospectively, I can say, look, it's probably partly my fault, but the whole circumstance under which it transpired completely beyond my control. Yeah. Having your whole life ripped away from you. And then not only that, but... So you, your whole fucking life's changed in that regard. And then it's also, yeah, and give me some fucking money too. Yeah. And you're like, oh, whoa, whoa, what the fuck? Like yeah. this, this makes no sense to me. It's very hard to rationalize. Why would you do this to somebody that, like my ex, I would have fucking died for her. Like there's no no qualms about that whatsoever. So um, you guys, there's no no patching up or like you guys? Uh, look, the relationship has changed a little bit over the last couple of weeks. Yep. I don't know what it's necessarily going to be, but... Um, I'm not. I'm not willing to jump back into it and go. Cool. Yeah. Well, I've got my life back that I wanted. Yeah. Um, if there's like legitimately some fucking real structural problems to the relationship. Yeah. And there was a lot of there were a lot of shortcomings, no doubt, on both sides. But I was more than happy to. Um. <laughs> you got that one. <laughs> a bug just flew into Josh's <laughs> mouth straight. <laughs> I didn't swallow though. It wasn't, That's a, right. it wasn't a fly. It was just some <laughs> random bug. It wasn't a fly though. Yes, so, uh, so uh, yeah, I was more than happy to say, because in my mind, there's no fucking perfect marriage. Yeah. The perfect marriage is the one where it only ends because one of you die and not through like one killing the other or anything. But that that's the marriage. Like my grandparents, their marriage was like, you wouldn't look at that and go, that's what marriage is supposed to be. But it fucking worked really well because yeah. they were kind of polar opposites. Yep. Um, and for me, I was like, yeah, you know what? This isn't what I would call a traditional, like, amazing marriage. But most of the people that I know that have traditional, amazing marriages are fucking divorced in five years. Yeah. And we were nearly up to 10 years come the end of March, just gone. Yep. I was, you know, I'm happy to go. Man, it's not going to be a you, did, you guys did good to get through, like, marrying that young. Like, it's, you don't hear of it these days, you know, people marrying that young. And Well, we, we were on and off for 20 years. Yeah, well. Yeah. So, yeah. from the age of 12, I was 12, yeah. she was 13. Well. Uh, that was when we met. And sort of, yeah, from there, we were sort of on again, off again, boyfriend, girlfriend, or whatever. But yeah. we were um, together full time since I was uh, 20, she was 21. Well. Yeah. So, it was, you know, 15 years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you say you did well, but at the same time, it's like, well, all that fucking time, and then and then yeah. it ends up in this. Yeah. Oh man. And brutal. Oh. Fucking brutal. Yeah. Oh, I hope he's. Um. I don't know. I, I don't know anything about. Um. 
you know, you're her the relationship or whatever. But yeah, I mean, I hope for your sake and your kids' sake, you guys can um, like the best outcome could be would, would be to patch it up. Fucking right? oath, it would be. Yeah, for sure, it would be. Yeah. But you know, that's. I remember listening to um, the Smashing Pump. Who's the lead singer of the Smashing Pumpkins? Uh, yeah, whatever his name is. Thingo. Yeah. Yep. Where yeah. he talks about the uh, Billy. Fact- Billy. Yes, that's yep. the one. Um, where he's he's talking about the fact that there was at any point you can have a rational conversation and discuss things, but once you once everything kind of comes to a head, you can't rationalize because now all you're fighting with is feelings. Yeah, and there's there's no rationale behind yep. behind that, and that's that was the inevitability of the band there, and I kind of understand that, yep. but it's like it's like this kind of pussy matter that hasn't been addressed for such a long period of time, and then it's like oh hold on, it's like it's everything's overflowing now. Yeah, at that point it's like well there's there's deep scars here, yeah. and um and how do you deal with it? Not saying I'm necessarily the easiest person to live with, but I'm I am ambitious regarding what I want for my family. Yeah. You know, a lot of that is not is not based, I don't think, around around my sort of like I'm not driving around in a fantastic flashy car. It's just a fucking falcon. Yeah. Um you know, this this place you saw it, it's not fucking flashy, but it's got a huge amount of potential exactly. based on where yeah. it is and I'm happy to you know dig dig in deep and, and yep. if i can try and push it in a direction it's not a money thing but it's just a quality of life yeah. thing and, and based on my son's you know brain condition that he's got that that's that was the whole idea about this yeah. is to have something oh, where man this place people. would be amazing for kids to grow up you got all this space and yeah yeah heaps of snakes for them to play with heaps of snakes yeah heaps. fucking hate snakes do you yeah i'll I I go over to the house then I fucking hate snakes. <laughs> i'm sure there's a snake in here somewhere i keep hearing it during oh, the day gee, i think i um instagram stalked you and there was a video of a fucking snake i'm thinking man over <laughs> that's the one over in the house yeah. fucking snakes coming at me i'll lose it even it's all snakes are killers i'll fucking die of a heart attack snakes and huntsmen <laughs> That fucking thing jumps out at me. I oh. fucking hate, I hate spiders. I fucking hate them spiders. too. I hate them. Yeah. All right. Cool. Um. Hopefully that answered a bit of your question. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But I'm. I'm. Yeah. I'm doing significantly better these days. Look, there are still dark days. There are still days where I sit here and I get myself into a bit of a tailspin. But I realise I've just got to go out, do some exercise, eat some slightly less shit food. Food. Yep. Uh, I don't drink that much as much as I would like to say that I do. Um. <laughs> and uh. Yeah. Do, I don't know. I, I say it, man, because I know people say, "Oh, you know, if you, you know, people offer, yeah. offer or help." If you ever or, need anything, man, just you, let me know. If you ever need anything, yeah. yeah. But I'm like, I don't know. I'm the kind of person who does reach out to strangers or you know friends or whatever, and does say, you know, at the moment I've um I've got a little K10 Corolla in the in the garret. That's a struts on there. Yeah. So but, what are you so, are you doing? Like, is that like S13 um conversion or something? Uh, yeah, just some coilovers. Yeah, we couldn't fit S13 on it. So oh, okay. um, that dude, he's going through a similar sort of thing. Broke up with his um, or his wife left him and um, and all the rest of it. And he was suffering. He's an ex-soldier. He was suffering PTSD and whatever. I, I used to work with him, and um. Yeah, he was asking me about getting some work done to his car, and I said, "Oh, look, dude, it's it, it's just going to cost you much an hour. Like, I'm, I can't charge you for and, it. There's no fucking yeah, it's yeah. a key ten. Like, there's no way I can fucking charge you for it. So, yeah, look, I know you're having a hard time. Bring your car down, put it in the shed. You come down and work on it while I'm working. I'll help you, and you know, it'd be a bit and this of, is at your house. This is at my house. Yeah, okay. so it's in my shed, and um, said, so come down, man, and um. 
No one else fucking try this, all right? <laughs> I don't want you fucking rusty cars in my shed doing nothing for nothing. Only Reese's. Um, so, yeah, Reese comes down um, once a week or, you know, a couple of times a week and we hang out in the shed and shoot the shit and uh, he works on his car and we he plays with my dog. My dog fucking loves him. He just... My dog's 55 kilos. He's a fucking monster. He's only a puppy. Reese is about 54 kilos. And um, <laughs> the dog's, he's, Reese is under his car at work and the dog's trying to get under the fucking car too. He doesn't fit, but he tries. But yeah, he loves Reese. But, um, you know, it's a, it's a chance for Reese to come and hang out and, you know, yeah, just chill out. Have a, a decent chat. Have a decent chat and whatever. We don't, we, you know, we muck around and, talk shit put some music on and i do my work and he pulls his car to bits and you're only listening to rage against the machine um uh, no, favorite I'll, band? I'll listen to yeah. i do listen, do a bit of rage against the machine but <laughs> no i got i've been listening to a lot of chris stapleton lately so yeah i listen yeah. to all sorts of i was shit. expecting you to be like you know uh, snoop dog and um i'll listen to a bit of everything not snoop man maybe a bit of biggie and tupac i don't know <laughs> <laughs> Nah, it's not a it's not a pretty big pr- playlist of all sorts of shit. But yeah, my neighbours hate it sometimes. I, I bet. <laughs> fuck your neighbours. Nah, they're nice. Oh, don't don't actually fuck. Them. Nah, nah, they're nice. Unless you want to. I better let you go to bed, man. Oh, oh yeah, I said I'm not going to be in bed for a while. But um, yeah, we got two hours of audio. I'm uh, I'm hugely appreciative that you made the way down, made your way down. Thanks, thanks for reaching out, actually, too, thanks, on the, on the Facebook page. Me. Thanks for having me, man. No, I was um, in- I'm impressed with your talents. I hope you've managed. And my welding's to- not bad either. <laughs> <laughs> I um yeah I'm uh, I'm glad. Well, it seems like you've probably received you've um gotten something positive at least from the from a podcast. Yeah. Um and yeah I hope anybody as I said you know, if if even one person has then it's all been worthwhile. So obviously that's your that's you. Yeah. All, all the money I've spent's been fucking worthwhile. Yeah, you did it. You- <laughs> <laughs> I made it. You made it. I told you, Mum. Jeff, Jeff loves me. <laughs> Um, I've left my notebook somewhere, so the wrapper will just say uh, if you guys need to, or if you want to leave um, any audio. Uh, my dad's left some. I'll probably dig that out one day. It's on uh, the podcast hotline on zero two nine five four one eight four five zero. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Advice for Blokes. We're not affiliated with blokesadvice.com, but please do head over there and uh, check out their merchandise. Can, can we send pictures? Send pictures. Who? To this hotline. To this? Yeah. To this hotline. Hotline. Oh, no, it's a... Uh, no, I don't think so. Just okay. the voicemails. We'll talk about that next time. Okay. Send... Um, you can send pictures via Facebook. Um, you're not alone out there, fellas. Uh, lifeline.org.au, 131114. Um, thanks very much again, Jeff. Thanks, thanks for, Josh. Uh, thanks for having me, man. Hugely appreciative that you made your way down here. Um, may you weld well. And um, <laughs> I'll catch up with you soon, fellas. Thanks, man. See ya. Make it a bit more ambitious. Oh, fuck, what am I supposed to say? Fucking see you later, cunts. See you later, you fucking <laughs> dog cunts. <laughs> Sorry to all my Christian friends. <laughs> <laughs>